Ladies and gentlemen, it's HodgePodge time. All right, welcome to the HodgePodge podcast. I am your host, as always, D. Hodge. Hope you guys are doing well out there. Um, today on the podcast, episode number 157, this is Scott McGinnis. This guy has a podcast. It's titled Personal Records. This this is a pretty cool podcast. Pretty cool podcast idea that the guy has. Um, it is a connection between people and the albums they love. So he takes different people and asks them what their favorite album is. And they get on the podcast and they explain why and what's happened to them. And how they have a personal connection to that album. So... We talked today about podcast, about my podcast, about his podcast, about podcasts we listen to. Man, we talk music, we talk everything, ghost stories, all that good kind of stuff. So this is a good one today. Um, as always, I always say they're a good one, even though sometimes they're not. Which uh, no, this one was definitely a um, a good one. Very um, inspiring, very educational. And very binge-worthy to listen to. So, before we get going with Scott, I want to take you guys on a journey real quick about the podcast. So, this podcast, you know, started as just, just a just. Like, I'm just doing it just because I want to. And I'm doing it. Just, just to have something to do, and just to say that I do do some sort of radio um, on it. So, but it turned out that this was a bigger thing, and I learned that on this podcast that this that podcasts are. I mean, I already knew gi- podcasts are gigantic, but I didn't know. And sometimes my podcast and everybody's podcast can be inspirational at some point. So, and now we're having. Over here at Hodgepodge Productions, we're having different things come to us. Um, I've had people come to me. Uh, Big Shrimp's had people come to him. And they're like, we want to promote you guys on social media, on the podcast, and everything like that, which I thought was pretty cool. You know, never happened. We're working on sponsors, so pretty soon I'm going to have to fly up, or I'm actually, I think I'm going to drive up to um, Tennessee and meet with a couple of people for a sponsorship possibility and that's going to be a cool I'm, I think I'm going to stay over at uh, Big Shrimp's house and we might knock out a couple of podcasts and just <clears throat> take me around where he's from in Tennessee that's going to be pretty cool I'll give you more updates on if it comes and if it does happen we're just waiting on the word so go over um, I've had a uh, what other podcasts are there that you guys can listen to of mine that I really enjoy um I, the recent one before this was Kim Cherry from The Voice. That one was pretty cool. Um, Diego De La Cruz, that was a fun one. That was a wrestling podcast if you like that one. Uh, Natalie Johnson was great. Faith Bartle was fantastic. That was one of my longest podcast interviews I've had. We just chit-chatted. Um... A lot of these have been hitting way over the hour mark. I think it's because I just get people that I could connect to. And this one's no different. So before, um, little minor detail here. I do sign nasally now because I'm doing this this introduction right after I interviewed uh, Scott here. 
And I do, you do hear me opening some cough drops and stuff. I should have opened beforehand, but I didn't. Um, so, yeah, I, I'm nasally. I got a sinus infection. I'm all kind of effed up. <laughs> but here is Scott McGinnis on the HodgePodge podcast right now. going on my man how you doing hey what's up is this dylan yeah it's dylan for the podcast hey how you doing man i'm making it um so before we get into this thing i just want to apologize real quick um i do sound nasally i do have um, a cold a sinus infection whatever you want to call it so um no worries so we'll be good here uh, so if you're ready to go i'm ready to go we'll go ahead and get this thing started dude yeah can you hear me okay i can hear you just fine man can you hear me all right yeah, okay, yeah, no worries, man, let's do it. All right, cool. Um, so on the podcast right now, I have Scott McGinnis. This guy, um, he's a podcaster. He has a podcast which is titled Personal Records. Man, when I think we followed each other on Instagram, I was like, okay, this guy is a podcaster. I'm going to listen to him. This subject or premise of the podcast is something that I've never heard of before, and it's so brilliant. So what you do is you make a connection between people, and you get the albums that they love, and you basically just talk the whole podcast about one specific album and what it means to somebody. Right. And man, right. that 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 is yeah. a that is a that's a brilliant idea. I never thought of doing that on here. Well, it. Well, you know, it's, I've listened to uh, some of yours, and Dylan, thank you for having me, and. Uh, sure. I've enjoyed listening to some of your podcasts. You. you come up with a lot of the same questions I do. I was just listening to you with uh, Natalie uh, Johnson. Right, right. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, and the way I found you was that I, um, I'm i a fan of Faith Bardell. Okay. You know, and you had her on as well. So right. I said, okay, this guy's uh, he's got some good guests. So I've been listening, and you <laughs> ask a lot of the questions and things I think about all the time, right? Like, what's your favorite song? What's your favorite movie? What were the TV shows you like? Right. So... Being, um, so starting a podcast, Personal Records, it's sort of an excuse for me to have those long-form conversations with people. Right. Um, and then, of course, I interject my thoughts on the albums <laughs> as well. But, uh, yeah, it, it's fun. You know, why not, right? It, it's a good time. So is this um, the podcast that you started? You're, or, or, Because yes. I see you're on a network. What was the name? Like Spreaker or Sp- what's the name it, of the yeah, it's sort of a made-up word. Um, oh, it's okay. Speakseas. So Speakseas. The reason it's Speakseas is because the flagship podcast, the first one uh, that we've been doing for about a year, my right. partner and I, is called Origin of Speakseas. So it's a play on words. Okay. Uh, okay, so it's like Origin of Species. But we talk about the origins of words and idioms, mostly idioms. Okay. So if you ever wonder, like, hey, why do we say raining cats and dogs? Why do we say break a leg? Uh, things like that. Right. So my my, uh, my friend Steve and I, who've known each other for since we were kids, started this a while back. And I said, you know what? I've got the mics. Um, I love music. I can think of nothing better than to get people to come over and talk about their favorite albums. So I started that. And then Steve has his own uh, solo podcast coming out soon, and then we've got a, believe it or not, we've got a fourth one, somebody that's um, not Steve or myself, and okay. so we'll have four podcasts up on the Species Network, uh, hopefully by the end of the year. 
Right. So that's kind of cool. That's kind of how I'm doing it, man. Um, I've got my podcast on Hodgepodge Productions, which is kind of like a mm-hmm. podcast platform. I've got Big Shrimp Radio, which is my great friend, uh, Big Shrimp. He does he does kind of the same thing I do, but he see for me when I first started this podcast, man, it was to get independent artists and boost them up. Right. And yeah, I like that. But then these other opportunities came to me, like Murr from Practical Jokers, Upchurch, yeah, and you know Force Galante from Animal Planet. And that was just that right. was just me emailing and be like, hey, is it cool if we do this? If not, it's perfectly fine because I wanted to branch out. But I didn't want to get too big that if I get an independent artist, right. people are like, oh, my God. He had this person. Now I have nobody that know who they are. <laughs> and that well, was- I think you've done a good job, Dylan. I, I've looked at your stuff, and I think you've done a First of all, my compliments to you uh, <laughs> for you're, you're definitely hustling out there, man. And you've got, um, you've got some good guests. I heard the Murr. Actually, just listen to the, your your conversation with Mur and I. And I I'm a big Impractical Jokers fan myself. I've seen them live. Yeah, I love Impractical Jokers, so I was very impressed with that. And um, <laughs> you know, I'm like with, with the personal records podcast. I've started just saying, you know what? What's the worst that can happen? Let me ask this person. Let me ask this person. Um, you know, I've started. I've got some artists that are I'm going to be interviewing coming up, and I've, I've done some artists um, or already interviewed some artists. Um, yeah, man, good for you. I think you're doing a great job. And, and, yeah, you're right. There's that balance of you don't want to s- spread the quote-unquote brand too thin. Um, right. But on the other hand, you know, you want to have some quality control, right? Like, you want to make sure right. people know, hey, when this comes out, like, it's going to be an interesting, it's going to be interesting, right? Um, but uh, but at the end of the day, like, the bar to doing it is is not very high. You can jump in, you get your microphone, and just do it, you know? And I think it's right. cool. I, I've listened to some of your movie reviews, and um, <laughs> I think you're doing a great job. So it's, it, uh, yeah, man, we're, we're in the same uh, pod family. I love it. Well, I appreciate it. I don't really take compliments that well, but uh, thank you for saying all that. It, I know. It, 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 it really means <laughs> so a lot, man. I've said it on other podcasts. I'm just weird. But, yeah, those movie reviews, dude, yeah. they just... I started watching all these movies and talking about them on the podcast. I don't remember who it was. And they said, why don't you just do a separate podcast about right. movies? And I was like, huh. I don't want. I didn't want to create a whole new channel. I was like, why can't I just right. put it up here on the HodgePodge podcast? And that's what I did. So do you do everything in the one feed, in the HodgePodge feed? Or do you have a separate feed for any of your shows? Um... What do you mean? Like, what are you saying? Same feed, like well, what I mean same is, platform. So if I if I subscribe, if I subscribe to which I have subscribed to the Hotspots podcast. Okay. I'm getting the music reviews. I'm getting your um, your chats with people. Right. Small talk. It's all coming through that one feed on on um, Apple Podcasts. If that's where I'm subscribed, right? Right. Like there's not what? a separate. Yeah. No, no. It's if you're gonna listen to the movie reviews, you go to the Hotspots podcast. And they're all... Right. See, that's how I did it. I didn't want to just have one movie review per month because me, I'm a movie right. guy. I'm a movie nerd. I love movies and stuff like that. So I figured sure. with each podcast, I could add a movie review in there. So yes, every before yeah. every podcast, there's a movie review. And it's, it's supposed to go... You're supposed to listen to the movie review and then the podcast because there's sometimes right. where I give ideas of what happens in between the podcast before the podcast in the movie review section. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it's all yeah, it, it's all on the same channel. 
Got it. So, That's man, awesome. what um, what what sparked you to start a podcast? Well, I would say a couple things. I, I had thought about it for a while. First of all, I like to talk, you know? Right. I, I'm a guy that, that I love having conversations with people about things. and um, all the, So it was something that once, and I've been a fan, right? Like I've been right. listening to podcasts since, um, you know, on my iPad my iPod, you know, back okay. in the, way back in the day, okay? okay, I had an iPod, and I would download uh, video podcasts when they first came out. Well, who was doing podcasts so, back then, dude? That was probably, what, eight, nine years ago? It was a while ago, right? So it was, gosh. Like, was Joe I Rogan mean, it even was saying it? So there was, a, there was a podcast, the very first one that I subscribed to, and again, we're talking like 2000, like, five or something. Right, yeah. Like, um, and I had an iPod, and there was one, it was called, um, gosh, I think it was called Tiki Bar TV. Okay. And it was like these six minutes, like what you would now call like a webisode. Right. Of these guys, and it was two guys and a, and a girl, and they had this um, Tiki Bar, and it was just funny. It was a comedy podcast, and they'd make it, at the end, they'd give you a uh, drink recipe, um, and gosh, I hope I'm getting the name of it right, but I'm pretty sure it was, it was, Kiki Bar, maybe. Um, but anyway, so there wasn't much out there. But then I started listening to the ones on Apple Podcasts when I first got an iPhone, right? Which would have been around 2010, 2011. Okay. And so anyway, I knew this was out there, and I said, you know, it's not that hard to do. But I was waiting. I had some ideas for podcasts, and I uh-huh. mentioned it to my friend Steve. So, like I said, my friend Steve Glissman, who is the other half of, of the network. Um, I was talking to him one day. I said, I want to do this, but I want to have a, I don't want to do it by myself. I got this idea of, hey, I'm always Googling, what does this idiom mean? You know, like uh-huh. somebody says, um, once in a blue moon. I want right. to know, why, why do we say that? We say it, we all agree with it. We yeah. say, um, you know, I think there's more than one way to skin a cat, but why in the world do we say that? Why do we pick cat? <laughs> you know? And I said, well, if I'm curious about this, I bet there's other people that are. Now, granted, anybody can Google it, but... Right, right, um, right. I thought it was a decent concept, so I mentioned it to Steve and Pasky and said, hey, I'd do it. I said, all right, let's do it. So we said, hey, we're going to do this. Let's do it right. Let's really do our research. Let's, uh, um, you know, do it consistently. And put it out every week, and we've done that. And and then after doing that for a while, as much fun as that has been, and, and we're about to have season three uh, coming out uh, here and on September 10th, uh, we said, I said, man, I've got the, like I said, I've got the mic set up. What could I do? What else could I do? I've got right. some free time. You know, I'm always looking uh-huh. at, you know, and I said, oh, my gosh, I love music. I love albums. Music is, I'm sort of unnaturally obsessed with music. So, so, so would you why be don't I bring people in to talk to them? So would you consider yourself, because I consider myself a music nerd. Uh, because, Absolutely. Because I, man, I can probably tell you at least two or three facts about artists from a certain generation. Because, right. for me, I love the 90s. Like, and I like the... When I say 90s, I'm not meaning like I'm somewhat of a 90s rap person, 
But for me, the 90s yep. is like the 90s rock, the 90s country. And then it's the 80s rock, the 80s country, the 70s rock, right. 70s country. And, man, I love watching the mu- the music documentaries or even researching and reading these books about, well, I love the song Dude Looks Like a Lady. What is that really about? Mm-hmm. What's the story behind right. that? How did Aerosmith get the name Aerosmith? How did Kiss get Kiss? How did? Mm-hmm. Why did they start wearing makeup? I, and then when you go, right? Sometimes I'll go so deep into it that I'll be listening to a song and I'm like, I can't listen to this because this is not what it's supposed to be about. Oh, that's a very now that's a very interesting concept that you just brought up. Okay. So, so, so what you're saying is. Sometimes when you do the research, you find out something about it, and it changes the way you, right. you hear it, and you don't want to, Yeah. So that's a very interesting concept. I just had this conversation on... Oh, I don't remember who I was talking to. I'm talking about music all the time, but it's something some artists won't tell you, right? Some, some uh-huh. artists will leave it to interpreta- interpretation. So uh, let me think of a off-the-top-of-my-head example. Who was it? Uh, You're So Vain. The Carly Simon, I think, uh, wrote that song, and there's... People go, who's she talking about, right? You're so vain, I bet you think the song was about you. And there's rumors of who it's about. She's not going to tell you. Because once you tell somebody the meaning, quote-unquote meaning, right. it it closes the door to any meaning it may have meant for you. Um, so some artists will, and that's just a, an example, but I mean, tons of, of artists, musical artists will, will not explain what the music is for, but then sometimes they'll tell you the whole story. Uh, right, that's that's kind of like um, Alanis Morissette. Like when she had that Jagged uh, Little Pill album and she released the You Oughta yeah. Know song. People right. are speculating that that's going for Dave Coyier, Uncle Joey on Jesse right. uh, on Full House because they had such a deep relationship and they had yeah. broken up. And I'm like, man, am I really enjoying this song about Uncle Joey? Like, <laughs> 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 am I really enjoying? <laughs> It's, it's we, we actually talk about that. We actually talk about that in, uh, gosh, I don't remember, one of our episodes on Origin of Species, we have a whole conversation about that song and, and Dave Coulier and, and was it about him. Right. <laughs> it, does, it, does, it does make it weird when you hear that and all of a sudden you're picturing Uncle Joey with Alanis Morissette and you're like, okay, I need to move on. But so you, you'd rather not know some of the details, but for sure. Oh, yeah, and then you picture Uncle Joey having sex with another woman and then thinking of Alanis Morissette. Like, and when yeah. I say that, I don't well, I have mean this picture of, I have this picture of Uncle Joey at dinner, right, with his new right. wife and, and everything, and then all of a sudden Alanis Morissette's on the phone. You want to And you're freaking out, and you're like, oh, my gosh. I'm just, I'm just you know, they, they break down his, uh, his uh, what was his character on that show, Full House, where he had the... Uh, Oh gosh! Yeah, he could do all the voices and stuff. So right, he was like he a, was just this goofy guy. You're like, oh my gosh, he's yeah. a player. He, he's messing with these, you know, young girls in Canada. What's going on? Uh huh. So, yeah, because he was like thirty. Yeah. He was, I think, he was like 35, 36, and she was like twenty-one or twenty-two. And you're like, oh right. my god. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, and she was. I remember Alanis Morissette because. So I heard you talking to Natalie, I think it was, about, hey, what shows you're watching when you grow up? And I was thinking, gosh, we didn't have as many choices when I was a kid. I'm 41. Yeah. Cable was uh, <laughs> cable was a new thing. So yep. You pretty much watch Sesame Street or, um, but, but Nickelodeon was this brand new cable channel. Okay. 
then have you heard of uh, the show You Can't Do That on Television? Uh, I've heard of it, never seen it. But I know what you're talking about, yeah. Because you know about how Nickelodeon has the slime, right? Yes, the green slime, the, right. The, the green slime. <laughs> yeah. That originated with that show, because that was one of their first... Okay. Um, that was like their uh, Nickelodeon content that they, okay. created, that they made, this show. And it had, and it had um, if you said the words, I don't know, you got dumped green slime on you. Anyway, uh, the reason I bring it up is because Alanis Morissette was a kid on that show. It was a bunch oh. of kids on the show. And um, it's great, man. If you ever go back and look at some YouTube videos, now the quality's not going to be great because it came out in, you know, 1989 right. or whatever it was, 1990. But, it, but it's kind of funny, and you've got some... I'm pretty, I'm pretty sure there are probably some other names you might recognize, but it's been so long, I'm not sure. I just know Alanis Morissette was on that. So. Anyway, she was some up-and-coming Canadian... Uh, actress slash singer and Uncle Joey apparently uh, but she's never confirmed it she refuses to confirm it so at this point it's still just a rumor that uh, only guys yeah. like doing me on a podcast are probably talking about at this point but <laughs> so there like like we were talking earlier um, songs that you realized had a different meaning than what you're talking about I was reading yeah. um, I'm, I'm a fan of Bobby Bones like that's my don't know if you know who that is that's my hero and yeah He's the biggest uh, country DJ, uh, radio personality in country music, and that's one reason I started this podcast. It's about him. It's dedicated to him because he really got me started doing this. But last week they were talking about saw on the on, on his personal podcast called the Bobby Cast. They were talking about songs that have different meanings. And yeah. dude, I can't listen to those because I know ninety five percent of what they're going to talk about. Like, and one of the biggest ones I remember reading Eric Clapton's book. Um, oh, yeah. And he was talking about Wonderful Tonight, that song that goes, You look uh-huh. wonderful, and how it's not actually a love right. song. It's about, hey, right. you look perfect. You're taking three and a half hours to get ready. You look wonderful. Now let's go <laughs> eat. And that's literally what it's about. And right. you're just like, right. oh, my God. You're like. It kills it for you, right? It yeah, it and it's just you. like. So I'll, give, I'll give you another one. Okay. Um, you might already know this one, but. Well, the police have a few, right? So there's. Um, oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, of course, there's every step you take, and, and, right. and that one is kind of about stalker. a stalker, I guess. But <laughs> then you have "Don't Stand So Close yes. to Me," <laughs> which is really creepy, right? If you listen to the lyric, because yeah. uh, you know, a teacher and a student that's, that's getting a little too friendly or whatever, right. kind of like, Ew, I don't want to know. I just want to hear that beat and those drums, you know, and like how good the, the police are. But or another like, thing, though, or it's like Van Halen's "Hot though? for Teacher." Like, oh yeah, that's kind of like the well, same. That's pretty over. <laughs> well, see, that's the difference, right? Van Halen. I mean, they're being right. on top for teaching. You know what you're getting into. Yeah, exactly. I don't think uh, Van Halen has a subtle lyric, you know, in their catalog. But then right. you've got uh, the police, and, and and you're kind of like, what is this song about? And uh, all of a sudden, you kind of examine it. But another thing that happens, I don't know if you've had this happen, Dylan, is where you think you know the lyrics to a song. Uh. <laughs> and you kind of, and the song kind of has a certain meaning to you because of those lyrics. That all of a sudden you, you go, you find out it's not even the right lyrics. <laughs> uh-huh. Oh, I guess I've just extrapolated what I wanted to hear from this, uh, but it could totally change the song. But I think most, uh, most of the time, you know, musicians are they would love to know that they are evoking a feeling from you, um, regardless of if you're taking from the song what they meant when they sat down and wrote it. 
So, so when we do the podcast, I, m- most of the episodes, I've only got six so far that have been released. Uh, they're more about, hey man, tell me about how you get your music. Tell me about um, what was like the first record that you really connected with and why? What was going on in your life at that point that, that made that so special to you? More so than let's break down the lyrics to this song. Now that happens sometimes where people really want to talk about the songs, what they mean, and that's personal to them. That's what they want to talk about. That's totally fine. Um, I, you know, so personally, I feel like you, I don't necessarily want to know exactly what each song means or why. I want to know I just, I just know what it makes me feel like right. and what I've taken from it. I think that's fair. That's what happens when you go look at a painting, right? You go to a sure. museum, you stare at a painting. Man, whatever, you're going to take something from that and probably has nothing to do with what the uh-huh. painter was thinking exactly. or the subject. Uh, so. But sometimes I do want to know, like, let's say if someone's has a song and just for an example their favorite song is microphone stand i do want to know why that is their favorite song like for me my favorite song of all time stop this train john mayer off my favorite album of all time continuum and for me what really got that song for me was i'm so scared of getting older i'm only good at being young and that was just like holy crap like that's a great line. I, I am scared to death to get older and to move away and to have your own bills and to do this and to realize yeah. mom and dad's not going to be behind your back if you need, you know, if you need to push. You're going to have to push yourself. You're going to have to push yourself, get your start on the swing and actually start swinging your legs and get a good full momentum. And then when right. you jump out of that swing, nobody's going to be there to catch you. And that was when it was like, that was yeah. when, dude. Isn't I, that cool? Isn't yeah. that cool though? When when somebody can write a line in a song that just devastates you. Oh my god! I mean, it it's tough, right? But it's it's that's powerful. When music can do that, you know, poetry can do that. Books mm-hmm. can do that too. I mean, there's no doubt about it. You can read something and it just knocks you on your butt. But um, right. something about hearing it in a, in a song <laughs> and you just connect with it and it means something to you. That's powerful, you know. And you'll probably you'll go the rest of your life, and you know what? You'll be fine, and you'll be uh, you'll be my age. You'll be forty-one, and you'll put that song on, and it's going to remind you how you felt when you first heard it. And that's what's beautiful about it. You know, I was thinking about um, a song, and they were talking. I don't know what I was watching, man. I think it was YouTube, maybe, and they were talking about the first song that ever made you cry. So, dude, do you ever remember the first song that made you cry when you heard it? Oh, um, wow, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think I do. I think I do, actually. It's funny you say that because um, uh, we're going to go deep here. Just, uh, so, I, you know, I like I love Motown. I love those okay. songs. Um, you know, I love the 60s music. Um, I heard a song by The, uh, the Temptations. Uh-huh called I Wish It Would Rain. Okay, uh, I'm familiar. And, okay, you know that song, right? Yeah. <laughs> uh, and, 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 it's, and it's so elegant, and it's, um, I, I was 15 years old, um, and I just got some news I didn't want to get, and I was very upset, and I went up to my room, and I put on a, 
was it a CD? No, I didn't have a CD player at that point. It was a cassette tape, and it and I put that and I put that uh, just put the tape in. It was it was like songs of the '60s. It was from like a Time Life. Uh, they used to have these. I don't know if you're familiar with, but Time Life used to do this thing where you could get a collection of songs from the '60s and they'd send you like a series of tape. Anyway, um, okay. and, it, and that song came on, and it just it said, you know. Um, you know, man ain't supposed to cry, and I wish it would rain. The whole idea of the song is uh, the rain's going to cover up your right, tears. And I just right. kind of put my head in my pillow and got got my bed. And I, I allowed myself to have a little bit of a pity party for the situation I was in at that point. So it wasn't so much, uh, I mean, it was a combination of the, the song itself and just the moment I was in. Yeah. And uh, it got me, man. It got me good. So I, I, do, I do remember that. Man, for me... Um... It, it was probably maybe a year or two ago. I'm 21, so yeah, it was it was probably last year maybe. Because I'm not a crier, dude. I, I I'm just right. I'm just not. I mean, it's not that it's just a man thing. It's just like, I mean, I guess it kind of is where you have to act tough. Like you can't yep. cry in front of somebody. But I heard this song right. and um, I had a guy on from America's Got Talent, and so I'm a big fan of that show. And I watched it last year, maybe, and they had this band on called We Three, and they had a song called mm-hmm. Heaven's Not Too Far Away, and it was about their yep. mom that died of cancer, and it's basically oh, their gosh. it was basically their story of their mom telling them, "Hey, watch out for your little brother. He's gonna be looking for me in two days, and you're gonna have to break the news." Oh, gosh. And then it was just like, I've never had to go through somebody with cancer, but it's like. I'm a mama's boy, like literally, and it's just like, man, yeah. if that was to happen, right. that would freaking crush me. And that song, it messed me, like it literally, dude, screwed with my head. Yeah. And it was just like, I love songs that do that, but I hate songs that do that. Right. Like it's, when, it's like it's like how dare you, right? Dare, but I'll tell you this, Dylan. I um I think you're right about guy. You know, I, it, for for whatever reason. Yeah, I think there's a lot changing these days uh-huh. uh, with with the, the sort of the um, gender roles and what's expected out of a man and what's expected out of a woman. But the fact of the matter is, you it, most of the time, you don't. Men will say, "Hey, I don't cry that much," but let me tell you, once you get older, the older you get, the more you start to just get emotional. <laughs> like you just describing that song, I'm going, "Oh my gosh, I don't know, I can't take it." <laughs> you know? Uh, yeah. You start to you start to kind of look back there. You get a little softer and stuff. So, but that sounds like a real uh, yeah, real too. And the other thing is, if you ever have kids, so I have two kids. Okay. And you become um, you can identify with a lot more. You start getting emotional a lot about a lot more things because you're thinking about your kids, and you you know you hear certain thong, songs, excuse me, and it makes you think about. Um, you know, things in your life, you start thinking about your daughter's wedding one day, and I don't want them to get older, I don't want her to ever get married, you know, so you start having that, uh, you just start, I think, I think what it is, is the more you live your life, right. the further you get in this life, the more experiences you have, and the more things you can sort of, uh, empathize with, or sympathize with, uh-huh. and so those songs can touch you even more, so you were thinking about your mom when you heard this, because you've got a good connection with your mom and you're thinking oh my god sure. um, and then as you go in life there's even more situations where you go 
Um, so I'll give you an example. Okay. Like, uh, listening to, so I met my, my, um, my wife, so I'm divorced now, but I was married for 15 years. Okay. And, um, anyway, so met her in college. We, we met, we got married young. And so net, but we never broke up. We were just got together and stayed together. And I never really experienced heartbreak or anything. And then, um, and then past the divorce, you know, you kind of start hearing songs and, and, and it can touch you in a certain way or, you know, you start hearing things because you've experienced a different side of life a little bit. So, uh, not, not to bring things down. I just mean you, you, you experience different things in life and it was for the best and things are, things are fine. But I just mean, uh, the more you experience in life, the more songs will hit you a certain way. No, um, I, feel, I, I fully and, understand. And music is always there for you, you know? I fully understand and, and, and I don't, <clears throat> this will be, another podcast will come out where I said the same thing, but I'm just not getting around to talk to it, and you follow me on Instagram, so you probably saw it, I recently had my dog pass away, um, oh, I did see that, yeah, week, I'm sorry to hear that, a week tomorrow, and, um, you know, it was a rough thing, it was tough, but again, I have to take it as, I have no control over if she dies or not. Like, like, it, right. and I know this is a rough thing to say, and I'm going to get to another point in a second. I'm, I'm sorry to take your time, but this leads to a great conversation. No, take your time. And, Go for it. And when that happened, you know, it devastated me, man. It was, it was like I lost. It was like I lost my parents. Like, it, I was just overwhelmed with sadness and tears, and like I f- had a full blown panic and anxiety attack, man, as I was. Had to, you know, I don't want to get too graphic, but as I had to, you know, cover her up and, you know, bury her in the backyard where I wanted her. Um, yeah. Because to me, sure, I could cremate her, but for me, it's easier if I could just walk out to the backyard, bring a chair, and say, hey, I had a good day today. You know, and and, and it's one of the, it was weird because I thought yeah. I was, I thought I was taking it stupid like I thought I was acting immature as I would had a specific time I had to be out there and talk and it was like I'll be out here eight o'clock in the morning and then five o'clock before I go in to get a shower and so you know that you're not here alone but I think right. that was my part of a grieving process I think that was me yeah, saying, I was about to say that yeah, absolutely. And, and, but now I, I don't want to say this has been a week but I don't really go I haven't been out there in a couple of days and I think I'm not okay with it, but I think I've grown to live with it and learn and say she's better off that way. You know, she she's not sick. But but then you got the grief coming, and you're right. like, man, I I, I right. tried to I tried to save her, I tried to help her, and I suck right. because because I couldn't get her well. You know, I couldn't get her well enough. I didn't have the funds to take her to the vet that day, so she was going Friday, and then. She passed away Friday, and I'm like, you could just hold on three more hours, you know. Yeah. But then, but then. Yeah, but it sounds like you made the right decision, though. You, you, by having her buried and by being able to, you know, spend that time, I mean, that helps you through the grieving process. And then, you know, you can do that. You may not do it every day or, you know, maybe not every week, but you you still have that where you can do that. And then, man, it's funny because, not funny, but I, I laugh at it now because I have two other dogs, um. 
family dogs, really. Um, but Gracie was, was mine. You know, I, I got her when I was 16, 17, and four, 15, something like that. I think I've had her six years. Yeah. And and I was feeding the dogs, you know, I, um, leftover chicken bones. Or so I was feeding them something, and I could just see. I, could right. remember, I was like, man, here Knox, here Doodle, you know. And then I was like, man, Gracie mm-hmm. would be underneath that table right now. Chewing on that bone right. and taking her time, and then yesterday, yeah. dude, was the first breakdown I had in a while because they go in and they come out, you know, as dogs do. And I said, "Doodle, Knox, Gracie," just out of habit. Yeah. And I said, "Sure." I said, "Holy crap, dude! That, that was rough as a mother flipper. Like it was. It's like that was. Yeah. That was rough. But then, but then I understand. Yeah, it's hard to accept it. It's hard to accept that. Oh, they're gone and. They ain't coming back, you, you know. It's, this is real. Yeah, and then, and I think what kind of snapped me out of it as well was I was just in a in a moping period. Like you just right for two days, and mom, you know, I was walking. Yes, I still live with my parents. I know it's funny being twenty one, but I was yeah. walking in the kitchen, got a bottle of water. She said, "How you doing?" And I didn't really say anything, and she said, "You know, moping is not going to bring her back. So once you just stop moping." And get on with life, and I was like, "Man, yeah, that's a rough thing to say." But then it's like, she's telling the truth. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's you know sometimes our moms gotta kick us in the butt. <laughs> yeah, and make it hurt. But I mean, there's, yeah. there's truth. I think you know, listen, man. There, there's a right there's a time for it, and then there's a time. If it was if it was three months later and you still hadn't gotten out of bed, then you say, "Well, yeah." You may need to, you know, that's not good, but no. you got to give yourself, you got to give yourself a day or two to just grieve and feel that. And then, and then, you know, your mom says, hey, <laughs> you know, and that's good. That's what they're, you know, oh, good to have yeah. people like that in your life. But, th- but then, but then you kind of take it as quit being a jerk. You know what I mean? Like I just had somebody die, but yeah. then you're like, I needed that kick in the butt to get that's up right. and do podcasts, man, because I cleared yeah. my schedule for two and a half weeks. I was just like, this is how much time I need. But I really, yeah. honestly, only needed two days, and I was good to go. So yeah, but yeah, no, and yeah, you really allow yourself to deal with it. Right, it's like a lot of things, right? You got if you right. allow yourself to go ahead and deal with it, get it out of your system, and you can move on. If you just pretend like it didn't happen, and I've known people that have done that, you know, and it's, I don't, I'm not blaming anybody, but people that have gone through a death or gone through something, and it's just like they're not going to deal with it. They're going to move on, and it's like you know what. It's going to stink out. It's going to come out at some point. So take that time and... Right, and it's... You know, and what got, last thing here, and I'll get off the dog, dude. Um, what, um... A couple of days ago, I think... Gracie may have been gone three or four days. You know, I'm still sad. I still did something, Mr., you know. But it wasn't, like, moping point. I was up doing stuff, laughing, you know, doing stuff like that. Right. My brother came home. He lives down the hill from us with his uh, fiance and the baby and uh-huh. he brought my sister a brand new puppy I mean six weeks old oh. just got off the mom and yeah. I went down there and they said y'all come down here we got something for for, for my sister mm-hmm. and they handed it to her dude and something inside of me snapped and I broke down dude and I was pissed I was mad I was just like cause you didn't know ahead of time that was coming exactly and I was like Hang on a minute. I just had something die on me that I was taking care of for a week and a half. And now you bring this in here. And it's still to the point where I don't want to hold her 
hold the hold the puppy because it's still fresh and it's like right. I'll be betraying my other dog if I do that. But then it's now right. now it's to the point where yes, I'll let her nibble on my toes or something like that. But it's you know it's just a slow process, and I think pretty soon I'll be able to maybe pick her up and play with her. You know, it's just right. one of those things. But yeah, man. So oh, what? Yeah. Well, well, I look, man. <laughs> hang in there. It'll get better with time. I've been there. I've been there too, my friend. I understand. Yeah, uh, let's get let's get out of this sad let's get out of this sadness therapy <laughs> session junk here. Uh, I'm sorry I brought that up. Dude. Yeah, it's just music. No, hey, listen, I brought, I brought up divorce, man. I'm no, <laughs> no, what I, I was. It's all good, man. But I was trying to put it into perspective as music does heal because I would be listening to music as I was doing it. Yeah, and then you're just like, man, like because it's my type of music, right? Even when I'm it, happy, it, it, even when I'm in a happy yeah. mood, dude. I listen to sad right. music. Sad, I just don't... Okay. Because it's, 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 it's weird, and I think that's how I like John Mayer, because most of his stuff are slow tempo. And... Right. I've always been like that. Yeah. Ever since I can remember, I'd be like, if a song, like if an album or something had one slow song, oh, this album's no good. E- even though yeah. six or seven songs are jammed, it's no good because it has no slow tempo, no, no melodies on it. And right. It would just be trashed. I wonder what that is. I wonder what that is. What is it about the slow song? Something about it, it touches you in a certain way, apparently. Man, I have no... <laughs> I don't know. I've been to therapy before, and it was the same situation where they're like, why... Yeah. What, what does sad music do to you? I can't answer that. I don't know. I, I've always been this way. I can't say what makes well, me feel good. I mean... Because it makes me feel all the emotions. I mean, yeah, but I mean, it, that feels good. There's right. nothing, you know. It, that's a, um, I think that's, I think it's natural for sure. I mean, there, listen, if you, if you, okay, so you were talking about, um, uh, what, X Factor, and you brought up, um, Bobby Bones. Right. And I had never heard of Bobby Bones until this, so I listened, or I watched, so, okay, I, you know, I've mentioned my age before, so I've been around. Sure. I remember watching the first American Idol. Right. I watched the first few of them. Uh-huh. And then, I didn't watch for a while, but I did watch this last season. Right, and Bobby's um, the uh, in-house mentor. Right. Yeah, and I'd never seen him before, but I, I did like him. I thought he did a great job. I thought he was very good with the contestants and everything. But, I'll tell you, I have no shame in saying I enjoy watching that show. Um... And I, I get emotional. I love hearing the, the kids' stories, and yeah. um, and then just hearing them sing the songs. It's like, man, it, I get emotional. You know, that stuff touches me. You, you hear someone singing uh, with just a beautiful voice, and I mean, it touches you. There's nothing wrong with that. It, right. it definitely. Um, now, oh, and fun fact, uh-huh. I got to remember her name. Um, one of the contest. Do you remember the blind contestant? Um, Yes, the, the, the young yes, lady. yes, yes, yes. Um, the African American girl. I want to get her. Yeah. Yes. Uh, I want to get her name. So she's from my area. Okay. And um, I actually got to meet her and got to. So I also DJ in my spare time. All right. Uh, so once, twice a, a month, I I will do that. And so there's a, a neighborhood or like a homeowners association where. I do a lot of stuff for them, and they had this uh, fundraiser thing mm-hmm. they were doing, and they asked if I could come out, and I said, yeah, I'll, I'll come out, and um, 
and, and, and I said, you know, I'll donate my time, come out and DJ for the day. And so the morning of, they said, um, oh, we've got somebody from American Idol's going to do the National Anthem. Okay. And I said, what? That's cool. And I hadn't been watching the show. So uh-huh. I think that's what prompted me to watch the show was after the fact. I, I, I went back and watched it on Hulu or whatever. But anyway, and I, so I'm thinking, oh, it's probably somebody from like season five that, you know, <laughs> you know and, and then all of a sudden that morning, then all of a sudden there's like this big crowd coming around. And I've got all my clip and everything. I'm going, like, who is it? And they said, oh, it's uh, Shay. I think the first name was Shay. That's it. That's, that's and, it. That's it. That's right. Shay. That's correct. Right. It's Shay, it's Shay something. And, and all of a sudden, I mean, all these people are crowd around, and so I give her on mic, she sings, and, and uh, everybody's getting autographs and stuff. I said, who is this girl? Her voice was unbelievable. Right. But I said, well, i got to watch it. i got to root for her. So I had to make myself not look at any spoilers. And um, But anyway, getting back to the, to the point, that was kind of a cool moment to get to get to meet her and, and stuff right. and to hear her sing the National Anthem. But uh, just, just bringing it back to music and, and it just has this way of, of pulling at your heartstrings and, and just making you feel a certain way and but it's wonderful because then if uh-huh. you do, if you shed a couple tears and you kind of get that out how great do you feel afterwards right you feel like a million bucks i mean at least i right. do i kind of oh okay i got i got that out of my system i don't know what that was <laughs> i don't know why that hit me a certain way but Hearing that song, could be a certain way, you know. But dude, how you, you said that someone got a hold of you and asked if you wanted to be part of a fundraiser. How cool is that? Yeah. Someone coming to you instead of you having to ask. Like for me, that yeah. has happened recently. Um, so a couple cool. of a couple of sponsors or a, a sponsor had come to um, the Big Shrimp, the dude that does the podcast on my network, had come to his friend. Right. And his friend had came to Big Shrimp and was like, hey, I got somebody that wants to sponsor both of the podcasts. And nice. we said, cool. And so we, we were talking to each other over the phone. And it was like, okay, I didn't have to reach out. Find, <laughs> then it's, not, it's, not, right. it's not being in a dick. It's just like. No, because you know why? Because you're hustling. It, and, it, you know, and, that, and that has happened to us with our podcast, too, where. We, you know, I got hit up by somebody that wanted to do a sponsorship, and you're like, I felt the exact same way, so I know exactly how you feel. And because it, you feel like you're out here hustling all the time, right? Kind of, you know, and it's like, wow, you came to me. You, I didn't even have to say anything to you. You just want, you know, it, it's kind of nice. I right. Which, which is not official yet. I think I'm still having to fly. I don't know if I'm going to fly or drive out to Tennessee and actually have a meeting yeah. with these people. But nice. this is where I'm scared, dude. I don't do drugs. I don't do alcohol. I've never done it. I'm scared to death. Scared to death. Because, yeah. you know, when you're in high school, you're like, man, I'm going to drink when I get older and hang out with the boys. Right. But then when your dad drinks, that, that's another Luke Bryan song. Yeah. Like, he said, you yeah. wanted to drink when you're older, but then you seen how bad it made your mom cry. And I was like, man. Oh, that, and I was like, oh. that's an absolute fact. And I was like, that right. is, because my dad used to be like that, you know, my mom, and they were going to divorce for a while. Because just yeah. the alcohol had consumed and he had an affair and stuff like that. But anyways, and that's what I'm scared. And this is this this people that well, came what you, to what us. What are you scared of? You mean just being, what, what, connect the dots for me. So you said, you talked about going out, meeting somebody, but then you said you started bringing up drugs and alcohol. So what, where, where are you connecting the two? You think uh, no, you're worried I, I, about I'm, temptations? No, I'm getting there right now. Oh. <laughs> so oh, okay. the, 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 the people that want to sponsor us, 
they are CBD oh. officials. So I they got so you. they are okay. like marijuana gummies and marijuana what everything else right. that you don't smoke. Right. And that's why I'm like, will my image be reputated if I do that? Like right. if I don't believe it, I'm sca- like just I'm scared of doing it and I'm not saying marijuana is a drug because I do think it has benefits for cancer and sickness and illnesses. Right. But if I come on here and say it on the podcast, are people going to look at me as a hypocrite if I'm doing a CBD-influenced sponsor? Yeah, I mean, it's, I think it's something that people in, in radio and podcasts have always struggled with, right? Right. It, it's sponsorship. Do you sponsor something that you are, you know, you want to make sure you, you're behind it totally? So, I mean, sure. you know, ask them the questions. I think you got to get yourself comfortable. And I mean, it's, it's first and foremost, it's a great... Um, it's a great compliment to you, and it's a good uh, vote of confidence. Oh so no, I, I I don't agree. I, I want it. No, I don't take it as no disrespect at all. <laughs> no, I know, I know. I hear I hear what you're saying. I mean, well, CBD though. I mean, there's a you know. I mean, you probably already know this. Right, right, right. The CBD versus the THC and two right. different things, and uh, you know, I'm sure you could find something that is the middle ground that. Or, you know, that works for you that you can feel good about and they can feel good about. I would hope so. And, you know, I don't know if this is a good business plan, dude, but since it's just me and Big Shrimp Radio on the podcast, which I am working on getting more on here, but we have this deal. We we are 50-50 business partners, which means I own HPP Hodgepodge Productions. He owns Big Shrimp Mm -hmm. Entertainment. And we kind of morphed together and blew up it didn't really blow up, but made this um, podcast network. And so it's right. like, if he has a sponsor, he's not going to do it unless I have that sponsor, and it's a 50-50 deal. So let's say, just for an example, right. somebody says, okay, we'll give you $200 every episode. Mm-hmm. You do this and you do that. Well, we will come back with right. a rebuttal and say, you can do the same $200 per episode, but it's going to be split 50-50. So instead of you doing 400 this guy will get 100 and this other guy will get 100 you will get two for the price of one because oh, that's, I see. Okay. That, that's how it's going to work and it's like is that a good business model or i mean because it could work for two people but once you bring three or four or five networks in then it's just getting awkward well it depends on i guess it depends on the numbers right i mean well, yeah, yeah, yeah. is bringing in 10 times the numbers that big shrimp is bringing in <laughs> then you go it, you know what, it's a, it's an interesting thing, man, and I don't know the answers. It's like, uh, we've got, so I told you, my, my buddy Steve and I, we've got the Speaksies Network, we've got the Joint Podcast, which is, is Origin of Speaksies, and that one has the most listeners, and then now I've got my personal records, and he's about to have his come out. Um, so that, so you go, okay, do we make the, do we make the agreement? Like right now we're 50-50 on everything. Uh-huh. Well, what happens is, if, if your podcast blows up, man, I don't want to take 50% of, of yours, you know, so it, <laughs> listen, we're on the same page with, with how does all this work. And I think it's the, you know, the way that, the way that we do it is, is just say, hey, we've been friends for a while. We're not going to screw each other over. We're, it, like, if something were to happen, it, it, you know, we're going to make sure that each other is kind of taken care of. Oh, yeah. The whole thing. And, just use common sense, but um, you know, I think if you lead with that and you with you know have common sense with it, you'll be fine. But uh, let, let me ask yeah, you I this: mean, Do uh, you hopefully it all it all goes into one pot and everybody's doing well and everybody gets a couple bucks here or there, you know? 
let me ask you this: Do you find it competitive between your your buddy's podcast and yours? Like for me, if 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 there are some weeks where Big Shrimp Radio's numbers are bigger than my numbers, just because. Yeah. Sometimes Big Shrimp gets bigger guests, and that's. I don't want to say it again, but yeah. I don't want to get bigger guests because I wanted to stick with the independent artists. But I'm slowly right. generating well, Clearly not. You got me on the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you're, but, not you're not shooting too hot. No, I, I hear you. No, and then it's like, um, and then yeah. it's like, man, I'm kind of mad because this podcast is not not by much, maybe like by two plays. Oh, but then it's like, well, those two plays, and then. Because how he does it is, yeah. he's in a different state than I am. I'm in Mississippi. He's all the way in Tennessee. So he has a mixer, and he has an SD card, and he sends them to me every maybe once a month. And so he'll get six or seven episodes or eight, nine, ten episodes up on one day. And everybody will listen oh, to so those. He gets you. Oh, okay. And, th- and then gotcha, doesn't listen gotcha. to more of the podcast. And, and mine is two, two a week. So mine is kind of right. refresh and new instead of having to wait a month, which I'm I'm not I'm not right. bargaining because that's how we have to make it work right now. Oh yeah, I mean, listen to answer your question. Absolutely, I mean, there's always a competitiveness in a in a healthy. Hopefully, it's a healthy competitiveness, right? right. And that's one of the reasons why I think that. Like for Steve and I, we do the one podcast together, okay? Sure. That's great. Well, guess what? You're always going to have, there's going to be some creative, yep. and not to sound like, we're, we're not Guns and Roses here or right. anything, but you get creative differences where you're kind of like, ah, I wouldn't have edited this part. I get, I get, you know, I do all the editing, and ah, maybe he doesn't agree with something I edited. I mean, we get along great, but I just mean, there's a natural. No, I get it. I get it. Pitching up. Why do people, are the people listening because they like me or they like you or they like us both or what's going on? So I remember when I put out personal record, um, he, I remember he told me, I think after maybe the first one came out, he goes, oh man, you got my, my competitive juices flowing. I think, good. Uh-huh. You know, because cause it's like, he's saying, oh man, you got your own thing going on and, and he's been planning on his coming out anyway. I said, good, well, let's get your, let's get your out as well. Um, and, and so I think it's natural. I mean, listen, if I, if, if his comes out and all of a sudden I see that, um, you know, he's got 10 times, like I already told him, I said, look, if yours comes out and next thing you know, it's top 10 and I, you know, iTunes right. charts or whatever, and Comedy Central's giving you your own show, I said, look, I'm going to, I'm going to be, nobody's going to be more happier than right. me. However, there's going to be a little part of me like, damn. Screw that guy. <laughs> so, so, so yeah, well, I'm going to be like, well, I guess, I guess we know, we know who the who the real talent is here. But sure. on the other hand, um, that's the cool thing going in on a network, and that's where I think we want to kind of. He and I've been friends our whole, you know, for pretty much our whole lives, uh-huh. our whole lives. And um, going into this, we've done other things together in the past. We've always wanted to do something together. We had a blog that we both did a fantasy baseball blog because we both used to be into that. Um, I'm still into baseball all right. the big time. And um, we've done, we did a website together, you know, back in the day. And we've always just wanted to do something creative together. Uh-huh. So now we have this. And, um, and look, chances are, as you know, I mean, look, there's a lot of podcasts. There's a lot of podcasters. Uh, you got to do it because you love doing it, not because you're trying to make any money. Um, I think the chances of us ever making any actual money is pretty slim. Right. But, 
on the other hand, if something were to blow up, we'd take care of each other. Uh, but it is, I mean, you want to have a little bit of that healthy competitiveness, I think, right? It, it, it kind of drives you a little bit, right? I mean, right. that. So, dude, you've listened to the podcast before. My people listen. Yeah. I started this new thing called Mind Benders. Don't know if you've heard it on, okay. the, on a couple of podcasts. So I got a few questions here. Uh, they're, they're hard thinkers, makes you think. Um, so here we go. First one would okay. be, ooh, let's see. I don't know which one I want to go with yet. I don't write down questions, but for Mind Benders, I have to because I'm just like, I'm going to be going everywhere if I don't. So your favorite line from a movie. Okay, so my first gut <laughs> reaction was going to be Casablanca because it's one of my favorites of all time, and it's a classic, but there are so many to choose from that one. Okay. Here's looking at you, kid. There's, uh, you know, here, you know, this looks like the beginning of a beautiful friendship. There's a million of them. I'm going to go with, have you ever seen the movie Roadhouse? Uh, yes. Uh, duh, everybody's okay. seen that movie. <laughs> Good. Um, so I'm going to say my favorite line from a movie is when Dalton is in the doctor's office okay. and Doc... Uh, I know what you're going to say. Goes to give him the local anesthetic and, he, and then she, and he goes, no, I'm not good. She goes, do you like pain? And he goes, pain don't hurt. And I'm going to say my favorite line of all time is pain okay. don't hurt, which, by the way, I have it tattooed <laughs> on my body. So, uh, it has to be my favorite line. <laughs> so, Dude, pain don't hurt is my answer. Mine would be, um, everybody knows this, my favorite movie of all time is Meet the Parents. And for yeah. some for some weird reason, dude, I don't know, when I was younger, I remember watching it and be like, that's pretty awesome. And then, you know, it brings Fantastic. you back to your childhood yeah. and you watch it. But one of my favorite lines of all time is in that movie where they're sitting around the dinner table and, <laughs> and he's... Um, uh, Greg is lying to Robert De Niro's character and is like, "I grew up on a farm. I, 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 a little kitten couldn't get up, so I milked the cat." And he goes, "You milked the cat?" And he goes, "Yeah, you can milk anything with nipples." And Robert De Niro goes, "I have nipples, Greg. Can you milk me?" <laughs> <laughs> as soon as you said meet the parents, I was hoping that's where you were oh going. Oh my god, that is such a great line. And I love this stuff. I love Ben Stiller, and that movie is one of the funniest movies right. ever. Mm-hmm. And the the all the scenes, the, the ones in the car when they're sort of like racing, um, <laughs> and the stoplights are coming up, the, the part where they're playing volleyball in the pool, I mean, it's so good. And I think one of the things, too, is like Robert De Niro. Oh, yeah. That was one of his first... That, I'm trying to remember if that came before Analyze This or which one came first. It was right at the beginning of when Robert De Niro was doing some comedy roles. Right. He was all in dramatic, Raging Bull and stuff yeah, like that. Yeah, gangsters. And, I mean, when you yeah. saw Robert De Niro on camera, it was this, uh, you know, this, this sure. really serious actor. And then they have him saying lines like, I have nipples, Greg. Can you milk me? I mean, it's, it's just <laughs> one of the funniest things you've ever heard. So that's a great great uh, choice. Meet the Fockers was fantastic as well. It was great. It was great. Totally agree. Little Fockers was alright. It wasn't... That's probably my least favorite of all. But it was still I funny. actually never saw that one. Um, I never saw it. If you're a fan of the other two, I would say watch it. But if you're just like, oh, I Check like it, it then I wouldn't. But 
Another mind. Well, I did love the other two. I loved the first one. The second one was good too. Uh, to, I mean, just the fact that I think uh, well, what's his name, um, uh, Dustin Hoffman. Right. <laughs> and, uh, you know, <laughs> Moses. Was great. Just having so good where his yeah, dog gets stuck in the, the toilet and comes out blue he's like Moses oh, my god <laughs> is that the one with, with, with Jinxie or is that the first one I can't remember oh, they both uh, have the cat, the cat in it Jinxie they both have the cat yeah, okay. My favorite. The, the one where it's like on the roofs and stuff. I can't that's that's Meet the Parents. That's where he's smoking the cigarette. Okay, that's in the first one. Okay, the, yeah. I, I, you, you remember Meet the Fockers where they're in the bus going to um, Greg's parents' house and he has the. Robert Inner pulls yeah. out the nipple and he's like, Oh, yeah. You want to touch it, yeah. Greg? And he goes, Not along the nipple. Don't, <laughs> don't rub the nipple. Touch along. <laughs> a, lot of, a lot of good nipple humor. In, yeah. Uh, in the Meet the Fockers. Yeah. All right, man. Another uh, mind bender here. Something everyone should have, no matter the cost. Hmm, that's a great question. Uh, okay, I'm gonna go with keep, keeping on brand with the music uh, theme and personal records podcast. I'm gonna say Spotify Premium. Okay. Or at least. <laughs> Some premium, some premium right. uh, streaming music vehicle because I talk about this in my podcast sometimes about how much money I spent on CDs and oh, yeah. that tape back in the day and and never thought. I mean, I, I used to. You're a little young to remember this, but there was a time then where you would just tote your CD collection from place to place and no, get dude, I still have those. Display it. Okay, so you know what I'm talking yeah, one about. One of those, yeah. one of those, one of those booklets that had the CD slips in it. And you put the CDs in. Yep. Yeah, I still have one of those. So there, so yeah, so there's the CD books, and then there's also the ones where you would display your case. You know, you have CDs right. in the in the jewel cases, and you'd have like these cool holders that you get at Best uh-huh. Buy. Long story short, man, it's just too much, and, and we now live in this utopia where we can listen to pretty much anything we want to streaming. Um, and I know there's a little controversy with artists, uh, right? Uh, maybe not getting paid enough and this, that, and the other. I've heard a, a, a number of different sides on it. My take is, I, I, I'm a huge music fan, I'm a music nerd, as you right. said earlier, and I go see live music, I do buy t-shirts, I buy records, um, and a lot of it is because I find the music, you know, by listening on Spotify, so, you know, whatever, you know, no, no matter what your budget is, shell out that nine bucks a month, Right, get Spotify Premium or, or Apple Music. You know, I still buy the hardcover CDs. Um, now, not yeah. all the time. Depending on the artist, like if it, like my all-time favorite artist, I will still buy those albums. Like recently, um, Tuesday uh, when we're recording this, this past Tuesday, I bought the new Avengers movie, and I also mm-hmm. bought Justin Moore's new album, uh, Late Nights and Long Necks, because Justin Moore's one of my favorite artists of all time. And I, I will buy the album on iTunes, we'll stream it on Apple Music, and we'll also buy right. the hardcover. Just because I'm that big of a fan, same thing with John Mayer and Aerosmith. I have every Aerosmith album on hard copy, John Mayer, nice. Justin Moore, and still have it on the, you know, still buy it on iTunes just because I'm that big of a fan. Right. So, yeah, now, I what's, you, now, what's your favorite? Uh, what's your favorite top three Aerosmith songs? Oh, man, here we go. Now this one is. Yeah, I'm gonna put you on the spot. No, that's cool. That's cool. I don't. 
Now, my number one. But you gotta narrow it down. No, number yeah. one has never changed, and it's a little controversial because it's not uh. their. It's not their best, but to me, it's their best, and they never play it on the live shows, and that pisses me off. Number one right. Aerosmith song is "Angel." Okay. You know what I'm talking yeah. about or not? <laughs> oh yeah, I know that song. Okay. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. It's off of my yeah, favorite Aerosmith fun. album, "Permanent Vacation." Oh hell yeah! Um, now we're talking. No, no. Reason I love, I'll get back to the top three. Reason I love Aerosmith's Permanent Vacation is because that is the first album they ever made sober. And I still think it's like, man, they were not high or right. drunk. And they were scared to death that it wasn't going to turn out to be anything like they used to do. And they still put out Dude Looks Like a Lady and Angel and stuff like uh, Hangman's Jury. And it's like, man, it was still one of the best ones to my, in my opinion. You know, I did not know that. I remember, of course, that album and that, that thing that came out, you know, when I was in, I guess, high school. Right. Um, and it's a great album. I, I didn't know about the Sober thing. That's yeah. Great. But that came, no, that came out when I was in, I was nine years old. But those songs were coming out on, um, you know, the radio right. back when I was a kid. And um, That's interesting. So that's a good fact. I did not know that they recorded that Sober. That's cool. And still, and still made a great album. What exactly. When you're sober, I mean, I, I think a lot of times people think that they they owe their art to music, to alcohol or drugs, and then in some ways it's like, look, it's actually the opposite. I mean, how many times right. have you seen a good artist that just hasn't been able to hold together because of alcohol or drugs? So, um, good, good call, man. Number two, uh, don't want to miss a thing. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh Classic. man. Number three. Number three can be a toss up because I don't want to be a poser and say Dream On is number three. Like because you know how some people right. are like my favorite Kiss song is Rock and Roll All Night. Well, does that really make you a Kiss yeah. fan? Like you know what I mean? Their biggest song be your favorite. Right, right. It's like you're a, you're a fan of that song. Man. Right, right. Yeah, you know, right. Oh, but it is what it is. Right. It's a great song, but yeah. <laughs> I feel the same you way. Gotta take one more. You gotta take one more. One more. On one more. Yeah, come on. Um. Okay, I'm gonna go off. I think the album was 2012. Music from another dimension. Mm-hmm. Uh. No, I'm not. No, I'm not. No, I'm not. I'm gonna do. I'm gonna to do. Probably Jaded from Just Push Play from, was it 2002? No. 2000, 2001, something like that. So, yeah, I'm going to go. i got to be honest, man. I don't, I'm trying to remember that song. I don't know if I remember that song. Uh, um, Jaded. Hey, j- j- Jaded. Oh, you got your mama's Okay, yep, yeah, yep, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. <laughs> I remember that song. <laughs> I just need to do the thing. Yeah. yeah. Okay, there you go. Man. <clears throat> they have so many. That, I had to I, I know. that, actually, because. They're, they're a tough one to, um, they've just got so, I mean, they've been, think about how long they've been, I mean, what, Toys in the Attic came out in what, like, in the um, mid-70s or something, or late 70s, I can't remember. Um, hang on, I'll look it up and I'll the, tell you exactly. I think that was their first one. No, their first one was um, Aerosmith in 73, I know that from the top of my, from the oh, top geez, of my hat. okay. Toys in the Attic was. Oh, that's the one that had Dream Up. Uh, Toys and Attic was 1975. Okay, got it. But I mean, think about that. Good lord! I, but that, dude, that, you know, Aerosmith's the best. The, the the 
Aerosmith's the biggest selling rock band in America, in the United States. Sure. So when I go look right, for right, you got to weed out all those British British rock bands. <laughs> but yeah, Aerosmith is, is right. definitely kind of the in some ways the quintessential American rock band. You know, just they've been doing it for so, and they changed up their style. They've just done whatever they wanted to do. I mean, when I, I remember in the nineties. Um, when I was growing up, and they all of a sudden they started doing these ballads, you know, right? Like, or, or maybe you wouldn't even call them ballads, but you know, crazy and, and um, oh gosh, they had a few songs like that, and, and, and they were hitting like top forty, and you're going, who who is this band? This is not the same band, um, but good for them. I mean, you know, it, I don't know if this concept even exists anymore, but there was a big concept in the in the 90s and of selling out you know yeah. it was like yep oh you're you're selling out you're selling out and I don't even know if that's even still like a thing anymore you know it's kind of like you're just expected if you can make money you make money right if you can write hits you write hits like why why not you know if, if people like this, this style of your music you know but there were artists that came from a certain rock scene or punk scene sure and then, and then they made one hit, and they started doing all their songs that way. You tell you're selling out, you sign to a big label, and you're just going to play whatever they tell you to play. You lose your integrity or whatever. But I mean, Aerosmith can kind of just do whatever they want. I mean, they right. grew up on enough. But, so, but all right, well, good choices. Okay. What, what's weird to me, dude, is Joe Perry and Steven Tyler do not get along at all. Like. Oh, not at all. Yeah, it's, it's weird because it's it's like Steven Tyler's in it for the money and the chicks and the sex and the rock yeah. and roll, but Joe Perry's in it to play music and to have fun like they were originally. It's just like man, right? <laughs> yeah, but you know, they, imagine imagine being with somebody that oh, that's a creative partner. Right, right. I mean, good lord, the fact that you can even still record. Um, sure. and, and be around each other good yeah it's, it's so hard I hate when bands I like break up it used to happen all the time you know it's just like um, those egos man how in the world do you because like you said they, they have different aims but also there's always that that we talked about it before that competition that right. competition and of course um, if you're if you're uh, Steven Tyler you're like I'm sorry, man. You may be you may be good at guitar, but there's no you know fucking Aerosmith without like I am Aerosmith. You, you you would be tempted to feel that way, but then on yeah. the other hand, you're Joe Perry. You're like you're like oh you think you're you sit up there and you praying and you've got your scarf on your uh you know your mic stand. I, you can do all that because I'm shredding on guitar back here. You know, so it, it, it's inevitable. You have to think. And what are you gonna do? Tell Steven Tyler no. Exactly. Yeah, you know, you're, you're kind of in this relationship, man. You can't you can't say no, and you're making money hand over fist. So, so man, that. I have a few more of these mind benders and a few more questions. Okay, but but so. we've been on a little over an hour. Are you still good, or do you need to go? Yeah. No, no, I'm good. Let's do it. Okay, cool. Because I know some people when I say an hour, they need to be off by an hour, and I'm like, okay, well, just you just needed to let me know beforehand before I got more quit. You know what I mean? Nah, I'm I'm fine. So, uh, let's do Celebrity Crush. <laughs> so, you want to know, Mike, well, like a Celebrity Crush when I was a kid, or? Uh, now. Current. <laughs> oh, now. now? Now. Let's do current. Oh, goodness. Um, 
I'll, I'll give you That's mine tougher. while you wait, if, if you yeah, want to think. You can, let me think about that. Okay. You go ahead, yeah. So, this is going to be a little weird. I, I think I said this on the Natalie Johnson podcast, but this, this was... Mm-hmm. But I have a man celebrity crush and a female celebrity crush. Not... Not for the same reason, but right. my male subject would be Ryan Reynolds because the dude is just so jacked, <laughs> and it's like right. he is so uh, – he's disciplined himself where he's like – he sees a cupcake. Oh, I'm going to go for the celery or the broccoli. I'm not going to go for that cupcake. Right. When in normality, you're going to go for the cupcake over the broccoli. <laughs> right. So that that's one reason. Just, just because he's ripped, honestly, just – and, My area, and, no. and I love Deadpool. Yeah, it's so. funny to admit that you were. Yeah, um, absolutely. My female celebrity crush, man. This one's not hard, but I get a lot of crap on it. It's um, Scarlett Johansson. Oh, interesting. Okay. <laughs> I was gonna say Natasha because that's that's her character on the Avengers. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, Scarlett Johansson. Okay. All right. Yeah. No, she she's great. I don't know why. Okay, I, I'm gonna. Um, I'll give you. A, I'll give you a male and a female too. Sure. Since you did that, okay, just so you don't feel. Um, and I don't know why. I could think. I could think of the male right away, but the female. So. Um, but I do have to throw out there because I know we're doing current. For some reason, I'm having a harder time finding the current ones. But when I was a kid, uh-huh. I had I had a huge crush on Julia Roberts, so that was okay. My, for years, okay. I was obsessed with her. I mean, I would get butterflies in my stomach when I would see yeah. her. You know, I mean, when I would see her on a on a movie, you know, I saw that movie Pretty Woman, and, okay. and uh, just thought she was the best. That big old smile. Um, I would say she had a lot of teeth. I just saw she had an inordinate <laughs> amount of teeth. Absolutely, uh, just yeah, it's good. I, I'm a sucker for for a big smile. Okay, now. I'll give you my my current male one, okay. and, and that would have to be. I'm not going out on a limb here. In fact, I'm giving you probably the most predictable answer. Okay, let, let me guess. Time, let me guess. Let me guess. Go ahead and guess. Dwayne I'll, Johnson. I'll give you a hint, which is who? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> no, it's not. It's not Dwayne Johnson. Okay, well, give, give me a hint. Give me a hint. I want to guess. I'll give you a hint. He sure. was just. He was just. He was just in a movie um, that recently came out from a director that makes movies that are kind of appointment viewing in my opinion and uh he's a he's he's, he's such a star that um he was there's a famous line in a shania twain song that references him tom cruise Close. Brad Pitt. Brad Pitt. Brad Pitt. Brad Pitt. That's right. She's like, she's like, so oh, you're Brad Pitt. So you're Brad Pitt. That doesn't impress me much. much. Right. Right. But but Brad Pitt. If you watch, um, <laughs> I've always liked him as an actor. Okay. But if you watch him in, um, uh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. I have not watched it yet. Have you watched Quentin. it? Yeah, I've seen it at the theater twice. I I'm a big Quentin Tarantino okay. fan, which you know. Some people are, some people aren't. I am. Uh, it, it's a, in my opinion, it's one of his best, and 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 Brad Pitt was really good in it. So, uh, so that's my. So I say male would be him. Now I'm going to go right up your alley here for my female okay. one, because I've noticed that there's a theme with uh, at least your most recent, some of your most recent uh, interviews, and that is country musicians, but even further, female country musicians. I would say that my current 
I guess you'd say celebrity crush would be, um, oh gosh, I'm, why am I blanking on her name all of a sudden? Um, hold on. Oh, Casey Musgraves. Oh, okay. I love Casey Musgraves. <laughs> so I remember when she, I first heard her music, uh, um, whatever album, Follow Your Arrow was on. I'm not sure if that was, oh no, same trailer, different park. Okay, good, yeah, that album. album, yes. Yeah, and it had, and I love that album, and then she did, um, uh, Dime Store Cowgirl, and mm. I just think she's beautiful and has a wonderful voice, and, um, you know, she definitely would be who, who pops out in my mind. As far as, like, movie stars, I don't really, I don't know, for some reason, I just, I don't, believe it or not, I don't, I watch, I don't watch a lot of new movies, and I'm not really sure... I know you're into like a lot of the Marvel stuff, a sure. lot of the comic book stuff. I just haven't gotten into much of that um, recently, but well, yeah, I'll go Casey Musgraves. Well, that's what I was going to get into next. Movies. Um, what What are some of your yeah. favorite movies? Like, what do you like watching? I love old movies. So, you know, I I, I grew up watching the classics, watching uh, old Humphrey Bogart movies. Um, okay. So, some of my favorite movies are like. Uh, and I know people that say, hey, I don't watch anything that's black and white or I don't go back that right. far. For me, I like things like The Treasure of the Sierra Madre, The Big Sleep. Um, I do love, you know, more current movies. Uh, gosh. Um, I do love Tarantino movies, so pretty much anything on his... You know, about, about Tarantino, I enjoyed yeah. the, the, the Django. I wasn't that big of a fan yeah. of The Hateful Eight, the newer one. Right. I w- yeah. I like the Django, and then what? What other one did he have? He had the Django. The well, hate- so, Hateful Eight is is probably my least favorite. Okay. Of all of his movies, but you owe it to yourself to go watch, um, you know, Inglorious Bastards. No, I've seen that with Brad Pitt. One. I've seen that. Yeah, that was really good. So we go back to Brad Pitt. Pulp Fiction, <laughs> you know, is is great. Never um, seen Pulp Fiction. Never seen it. Yeah, it's on. It's on Netflix now. So they rotate okay. out, you know. But it's on. It's currently on Netflix. Man, you're gonna get these people wild up because when I did the Faith Bardo podcast, we were talking about Star Wars, and I said I'd never yeah. seen any of Star Wars. Dude, people have been heck, uh, heckling me to watch the Star Wars and review them. But the thing is, you know, Star Wars. There's I'm, like 17 in like four hours apiece. No, I'm gonna tell you, dude, <laughs> Star Wars is fine. Okay. I, I like Star Wars. People, people need to settle down with all the Star Wars. It's it's fine. Like it's good. And I mean, I grew up in the 80s and 90s, but I don't understand people that like base their whole lives around Star Wars. And okay. it's it's good. I mean, it's fine. But okay. but you know, I'll probably get hate mail for that also. But um, <laughs> I I would I think you'll watch Pulp Fiction. Um, I, recently though, I don't. And I'll, we can move on, but. Um, I'll tell you, I've gotten more into horror movies. Yeah. I, heard, I think you guys were talking a little bit about that. Right. Um, you mentioned Jeepers Creepers. I watched that recently. That's pretty good. That, it that was, was really that good, was man. Pretty, it's creepy as hell, man. It's my favorite uh, horror like, movie. <laughs> yeah, I, I can see that. Um, but if you, some of the, the recent stuff like that has come out, um, her, uh, the Ari Aster movies, yeah. um, Hereditary and Midsummer are phenomenal to me. I, it's really, Midsummer. Really that's stuff. that movie where a group of friends go to this old town, right? And mm-hmm. 
Okay. Yep. Okay. To me, the the, yeah. the 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 newer horror movies now are what in the head, scary, like supernatural or something, where like where they get inside right, your, and right. you have to figure it out. I don't like that. I want something that's just gonna <laughs> freak me out because now right. I can watch a scary movie and not be freaked out at all. Like it's just they have gotten that not. Not dull per se because, because it scared the living crap out of me. The newer one, that one, right? I have to applaud whoever directed that because that one was freaking awesome and it freaked me out like no right. other scary movie has before. Well, did you ever see? I think I think horror is like comedy in that case. Very. You know, I mean, there are certain movies that uh-huh. everyone like. Did you see the? I don't know if you've seen The Exorcist, but yes. I, I can't. It, that's a scary movie. Like I don't. Right. I don't now you're gonna sit here and tell me you weren't there. But I think I don't care when you saw how old you were, how old of a movie it is. That's scary. And then there's movies like you've talked about before, Dumb and Dumber, which is hilarious. No matter what, <laughs> who you are, you cannot watch that movie and not think it's funny. Right. But mostly with with horror and comedy, it really is a matter of taste. Sure. Um, whereas you can make an adventure movie, it's pretty much gonna be good or it's not, or a drama movie. I think. I mean, you know, tastes really vary when it comes to those those genres. It either tickles your funny bone or it scares you or it right. doesn't. Um, so I know what you mean, I, but I find those movies terrifying. I find those um, psychological yeah. ones and the ones that are sort of slow. To me, they're scarier than your more traditional jump scare sort of uh, type movies. Although, like I said, Deeper Street was pretty scary. <laughs> I saw that recently Have you seen, on, on did, streaming. Here. Did you watch the second one? Have you watched that one yet? No, I've only seen the first okay. one. I've only seen the first one. Okay. That one... The first one really... Okay, this is not a spoiler alert because Jeepers Creepers from like 2001 or something like that. Right, no. So the first yeah. one is basically, man, and people listening, a thriller. You're trying to figure out what this thing is. Basically, right. Basically what you're trying to... They see, a, they see something throw a body down a well... Blah blah blah. It's chasing them. It's terrorizing them. Right. But then the second one, dude. At the end of the first one, you finally see the creeper. You finally see the guy, and you're like, "Oh my god, this is freaking terrifying." Right. Now the second one, man, is ten times more frightening than the first one because now they have their mojo. Now they are using him to terrorize people on a bus. Uh. A bus gets stranded in the middle of nowhere six o'clock at night it turns dark they go till eight o'clock in the morning and he is terrorizing these people on a bus and it dude it is that that's interesting it yeah. is terrifying the third one ah it was all right uh, it, it, but you have yeah. to, but you have to watch those in order because it makes sense they, like well i may um, i had forgotten about cheaper creepers until i heard you mention it in one of your previous episodes and i was like you know what that was a scare. Like you, that's the thing you never know. Yeah. Sometimes with these movies, you see you see the cover, and you're like, this yeah. could be scary or it could be laughable. <laughs> that was scary. So I'll check out. I have to check out Super Scoopers too, man, and then uh, and then go from there. All right, man. I'm gonna get through some more of these mind benders. Um, again, I don't know how okay. much to, I don't know how much time you got. We're, we're rolling almost an hour and a half here. Um, you're, hey, you're almost. I, I'm good, man. You're, you're almost the longest podcast I've ever had. Longest podcast oh, wow. is about an hour forty-five. 
<laughs> so we might beat it today. Um, I'm having fun, man. I'm having fun. Okay, cool. Just, just I, I like the guests to feel comfortable and act like they're not getting interviewed and heckled. Just act like they're talking to a friend, and that's what I try to do. Yeah, good stuff. So, what would be your late night snack? Oh gosh, so many to choose from. Um, I'm gonna go with uh, I'm gonna go with nachos. Nachos, because okay, they're so easy to make. You just you, I try to always make sure there's cheese in the house. No, are you talking about when you say nachos? Are you talking about hood nachos like? Just like craft cheese and shredded cheese and put them on tortilla chips. That kind of nachos, or are you talking about like the nacho cheese and then the nach the chips? Alright, so I'll give you my I'll give you my nacho. <laughs> okay. It's a little different. So it's funny you ask that because I go with and this is something that when I was a kid, um, was like a special treat that we okay. would do and I still do it. Which is I actually buy the tostadas. Um, tostadas right right so you know what I'm talking about yep. like the flat shell yep you fire up the toaster oven you you slice some uh, cheddar cheese you put some jalapenos on there okay. on there and you put them in the toaster oven toast them up it, and it's like you know we call those nachos growing up now sometimes I don't have those so I'll just take the um, you know I'll usually have some sort of tortilla chips or something okay throw some shredded cheese on but yeah I mean it's just simple just Chips or the salad with cheese and some jalapenos, I'm good to go. That that is the perfect late night snack for me. Maybe a little hot sauce. Now, are you a fan of spicy food? I do. I like spicy food, but the older I get, the more my stomach starts kind of going. Right. Eh, you may want to. You may want to put no, brakes on the heat. I under, the spices. I understand. Like I, I enjoy spicy food and. Man, yeah. recently, Mom, she was like, we're going to start eating healthier. We're going to start being gluten-free. We're going to start doing all this stuff, which, you know, as long as you eat a little bit healthier, it's all going to help, I guess you could say. So, But today right. was actually the first time in like a month or a month and a half that I actually had fast food, and I was in, I, I'm sick. Oh, yeah. I'm sick. I didn't feel like hell no. No, 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 not you. But what I'm saying is, okay, like, I would use good. I would use hot sauce, like just to give yeah. something flavor. Like, I love hot, I love spicy food. And I went to Popeye's Chicken th th tonight, and I uh -huh. um, oh, so good. And yeah. I get the spicy chicken. But dude, yep. I guess I haven't had spicy enough. That crap lit me on fire. Like it was like it was like Thai food. It was like oh my god, this is this is hot. Really. Yeah it, yeah, it was rough. <laughs> it's what you're used to, I guess, man. Yeah, yeah it's, it's, I, my stomach's going to be begging me pretty soon um, tonight, later tonight, when I wake up from a dead sleep. <laughs> right, right, yeah. So, um, my late night snack would be beef jerky, or any kind of snack would be beef oh. jerky, like, because I, they, now at Walmart, they have these big $10 packs, and these things are like a mega pack, they're like two pounds, and dude, I remember one time, I had nothing to do. I had, um, I don't remember what show, I think Friends was on, King of Queens, something was like, that was like, I'm going to binge watch this and I'm going to eat some beef jerky. Three and a half hours later, I had finished the whole entire two pounds of beef jerky and dude, I was hurting. Like I can eat a whole thing of beef jerky in no time and it's right. just one of those things that you just can't stop eating. Well, first of all, that's a great night. I mean, I can't imagine anything better than 
watching Friends or right. Seinfeld or one of those and just pounding beef jerky. Oh, the man. only problem is, yeah, you're, you're, um, <laughs> you're, you're, uh, uh, your colon is like, or your intestines are like, bro, mix in some, a leaf or two. <laughs> <laughs> let's, let's work this out, buddy. Yeah. Um, but uh, I, I, what, what's your go-to brand of beef jerky? Jack Link's, probably. Like probably Jack Link's. Really? Beef jerky, I, and I'm going to sound like a cheapskate, but I feel like I, I do like it, but I'm, when I'm looking for a snack, I go, geez, man, they want like, you know, five bucks yeah. for snack links or whatever. I can like get a, um, you know, get some nuts or I can get a bag of chips or yeah, something. Sure. Have that. Uh, it's, it's the cheapskate in me, but no, yeah. no, I see. It's I actually, see. Actually, it's good for you. It's better for you, right? The beef jerky. I mean, I, I get. I mean, it's I'm a lot of protein. What's healthy? What's not? Yeah, you get the protein. You don't get the right. carbs, right? So that's supposedly good. But, but the thing, I say Jack okay. Links because I had uh, was it Metador, Matador, whatever that brand is called. Yeah. Dude, it was so tough yeah. I couldn't even eat it, and I was like, "Well, this ain't yeah, jerky. I've had this is jerky. yeah, yeah." I've had that too, and you feel like you're 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 chewing on shoe leather. Yeah. And you're like, what did I just pay for? Exactly. Here? I'm about to snap into a slim jet here. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> so, um, what are you watching um, on Netflix or cable, whatever you got? Are you watching anything so, interesting? I don't have. Um, I don't have. Cable, I do just stream. I have the Netflix, I have the Hulu, and Amazon Prime. I, I tend to go back and watch old stuff. It's very rare I watch a new show. Okay. Um, I really liked uh, Killing Eve, which was a really good show that um, was on AMC, and I watched it on Hulu. Um, but, okay, you ready? This is going to be kind of an embarrassing, guilty pleasure. Okay. <laughs> but I also... I also 100% recommend it if you have not watched, and that is The Gilmore Girls. Have you ever watched The Gilmore Girls? Only when it was going off and Full House was coming on. <laughs> okay, so <laughs> it is. I, I recently re, re, started rewatching The Gilmore Girls. It is uh, one of the funniest, most witty, well written shows of all time. So I do watch that. Okay. Um, you know, I, I watch a good documentary. I watch a lot of documentaries. I watch a lot of, you know, whatever is out there. But what I normally do is I start a show and I try it and I get into it and then I kind of fade off. Um, you know, and I, you know, my favorite show of all time is Breaking Bad. Yeah. Oh my I, God. I will rewatch that over and over. Yeah. I probably rewatched that show, you know, five times. Are you a Breaking Bad fan? Oh my God, dude. I've watched it three times. It's just, yeah, it's, so it's something in TV history that has never been done before, and they executed it perfectly. They ended it perfectly. They didn't give it too many seasons. They didn't give us 12 seasons. Yep. They gave us like five seasons. We It, it ended how we yep. wanted it to end. You knew how it was going to end. You knew Walter White was going to die. You knew this was going to happen. Yep. It was just like, thank you, AMC. Thank right. you. And that's what Have, have Brian, you ever watched the show? Have you ever watched a show where the last season was actually the best season? It's so rare. It's so rare. I mean, yeah. they they nailed the landing, and the whole thing was just so, so good. I, everything you said, I completely agree with. Um, but, but about Breaking Bad, I think if people are like, I'm going to try to get into that show. 
Well, Breaking Bad, the right. first season is when you have to get at least three episodes in before yep. you're like, okay. Because the first season, I, it is kind of boring. And I was like, is this ever going to pick well, up? And when it picked up, I was listen, like, okay. So many people don't get past, I think it's up to three. It's the one where they have Crazy 8 down in the basement. Okay, yes. And it, you, you know what I'm talking about? It's, yeah. I, I can't tell you how many people have said, I watched the first, I couldn't get past the second or third episode. And I'm like, it, it, you know, uh. it's not the best episode. It's probably one of the worst, but it also is one of the best because it shows you what, you know, what Walter White is willing to do. I mean, you know, every, and by the way, that's a theme throughout the whole thing. But Oh, yeah. Yeah, I agree with you. For some reason, you got to get through, I mean, I think the first season is well. I was a fan from, the first, uh, I started watching the first season, okay. and nobody knew about it, and I kept telling people, I'm like, this show, and I got the DVDs and everything, right. and then just as it went on, it was like, how is it getting better and better and better? One of the best episodes of Breaking Bad, dude, is, I don't remember the guy's name, it may be what you're talking about, where he had the guy in the basement tied up to yep. a pole, and he brought him a sandwich, yeah, and the plate broke. <laughs> Yep. And it was smart for yep. Walter White to say he may have a piece of the plate in his hand. And yes. he yep. put the plate together, realized there was a piece missing. And, dude, when he choked that dude out, I was like, this is it. I'm hooked to Breaking Bad. That, this is, this is, that's this is, exactly the moment. That's exactly yeah. the moment I'm talking about. I was like, but, but so here's the thing, though. That is the moment I think that weeds out fans. I think there were a couple of moments that, that weeded out fans, right? There yeah. was that one. I think a lot of people in that episode said, "No, nah, I'm not doing this. This is." I mean, he strangles the guy in cold blood. I mean, it's pretty rough. And then the other one is with um, Jesse Pinkman's girlfriend. I can't remember her name. Oh my god! When when Walter lets her choke on her and vomit, dude. Die, you know, a lot of people said, "You know what? Fuck this!" Like I like yeah. He's beyond. He it's, it's, it's like you kind of root for this guy, but then he does things that are pretty reprehensible. And it's like, how long are you going to, like, root for this guy? But, you know what I mean? And I think a lot of people just said, nah, I'm done. But for me, I think he did it to save his own tail because he knew if this oh, shit did. kept doing it, Jesse would wind up telling everybody. And have you read Brian Cranston's book? Oh, no. He talks not. about that. The, that's how the book starts. It's called, like, um... I don't even know. I have to look at my bookshelf and find out what it's called in parts. And it's okay. called A Story in Parts or something like that. And he starts yeah. the book off by saying Walter White is standing there and Jesse Pinkman's girlfriend is choking on her own vomit. And he's like, after the scene was after the scene was over, he had a mental breakdown because his daughter was the same age as the chick oh, in the geez. show. And he was like watching his own daughter choke and not helping her. And I was like, wow. oh my God. But when I first started Breaking Bad, I was like, this is the dad from Malcolm in the Middle. What is he, <laughs> <laughs> what is he going to do? Is this gonna, and yeah. then it was like, once that happened, I think Brian, Cre Brian Creston was big before that. But I think after Breaking Bad, he kind of jumped yeah. Oh, he won, he won like a multiple best actor Emmys for that role. I mean, he, he was unbelievable in that role. And yeah, I knew him from I knew him from uh, uh, Malcolm in the Middle, of course, but also as the 
in Seinfeld, he has a role. He's the dentist. I can't remember. That's right. Name, but, that's that's um, right. He's uh, a... <laughs> no, that's right. Elaine, Elaine dates or whatever. So he had like, you know, I remembered him from that. And all of a sudden, though, he, he's Walter White. And, and that show, Breaking Bad, I mean, it ushered in like this great string of shows yeah. on AMC. I mean, Mad Men is one of my favorite shows of all time, too. And I, I feel like that has much less viewership. But highly recommend anybody listening go back and, and watch Mad Men. It's just, it is a a perfect show. I mean, it's so, so good. But, um, but yeah, I mean, I like, there's so many good shows out there now. It's sort of uh, yeah. embarrassment of riches. You have to sort of choose what am I going to spend my time with. I agree. And for me, I watched this recent episode of Seinfeld. I watched it today. I was never the big Seinfeld fan, but I watched my TV stays on either TV Land or TBS, yeah. or Comedy Central. That's the three channels I usually stay on because yeah, Friends yeah. and Seinfeld. But I was watching Seinfeld today, and I laughed at the show more than I've ever laughed before. It was where they made a bet where they couldn't pleasure themselves for... Oh, yeah. Dude? Yeah, it was called the... Um, um, the uh, bet or something oh, like that's that. That's one of the most famous... Yeah, it was, it was yeah. Master, Master of Your Own Domain, dude. Um, it, it's one of the greatest shows of all time. I mean, <laughs> when George just walks in, I'm out. <laughs> you know? I mean, it's so good. Yeah. He seen him. Um, um, what killed me was when he seen the um, the girls in the hospital room with his mother, and they were giving each other a sponge yeah. bath, and he was just like, right. And he comes in, slams right. his mind down. I'm done. I lose. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Kramer, Kramer, that would been like five minutes. Right. Um, yeah, and by the way, I just remembered, uh, uh, what's his name? Um, Cranston's name in Seinfeld is Watley. He was the dentist was a Watley. But anyway, I had to clear that up. But yeah, I mean, Seinfeld, Seinfeld I said Breaking Bad is my favorite show of all time. I, Seinfeld's right up there. It's like okay. The, Seinfeld's definitely my favorite comedy. But I mean, I watched those shows when they were coming out. When I was a kid, when I was in high school. I was allowed to have a TV in my room for the first time. I had this little TV, and I had to watch Seinfeld every day. And when I went to college, I had to find somewhere with a TV to watch Seinfeld. And then uh, in the 2000s, they played on TBS and rewatch all those shows, man. It is, to me, and don't get me wrong, mm-hmm. I love The Office. I love The Office. <laughs> it, it, the Office is, is a show you can rewatch, but for me, I think just because the age I was when that sure. came out, I mean, nothing will ever top Seinfeld for me. Uh, when it comes to a comedy, there have been some great, great, great shows. I love Arrested Development. Um, I could go on and on. But, I've never seen yeah, Arrested Seinfeld, Development. Yeah, it, it's good, man. It holds up. Okay. I would I would highly suggest going back you know, and, I, I, and checking that out. I'm a Jason Bateman fan, and I started watching oh, God. Ozark on Netflix. Oh, so good. Dude, yeah. that show is fantastic, great. but it is so dark. It put me in a it depra- it put me in a bad mood slash depression. It was just like I would watch an episode. Well, the first episode. Dude, oh my the god! First ep- I don't. I think is it the first one, the one where and and you know, spoiler alert if you haven't watched Ozark, but it's either the first or second one where those guys like shoot his partner right in that in the office, and you're like, what? The no, fuck? that was the first. You know, I think, the, I think the, that's how it started. Like I think that was the very first. That game. first episode, and yeah. then he's having that fantasy that he's with that. Um, you know, he's with that hooker. Process, yeah, that that is that is a dark that is a dark first season and first show. Um, and, but it's a good show. I will say I kind of bailed out on it about halfway th- uh, through season two. Me too. Just That's because exactly. I felt like 
Yeah. A little contrived. Yeah. That's exactly where I'm at. Yep. I started. I stopped watching probably episode four of season two, and I'm like, I can't. I can't watch it anymore. That's just because yeah. I was just like, I'm in a mood. I'm, I'm always snapping yeah. on people, and it's not my fault. It was the show. No, I'm. It was the show, and then when I stopped watching it, yeah, I was cool. But well, make yourself feel better. Make yourself feel better, and go. <laughs> Trust me, man. Go watch um, Arrested Development. You, it's, um, okay. it's fantastic. I'm gonna write it down. You'll love it. If you like Jason Bateman, um, it, it, I'm assuming you saw Game Night. Have you seen that? Oh my God, yes. That was that was fantastic. Yes, it's really funny. I, it's one of the better comedies to come out in a, in a while. But um, but yeah, if you're a Bateman fan, I mean, you owe it to yourself to to at least watch the first couple seasons of uh, Arrested Development. One of the best comedies ever. Now again, I can't. I keep trying to on top. But Sure. I watched, um, I am watching the Bill Murray stories on Netflix. Have you seen that documentary? And do you know the story behind what? You know what? I, I know, I know, you know, I haven't seen it. I'm aware of it. Okay. I would okay. like to see it. I like Bill Murray. Um, I just introduced my kids to Groundhog Day and What About Bob <laughs> uh, within the last month. But I have not seen the documentary yet. I heard it's awesome. Uh, I it's only like an hour and five minutes, and I think I have maybe okay. maybe twenty five minutes left. And it's weird for me because this guy knows he's famous, but doesn't act it and doesn't right. care if he's famous. And and he knows that these stories are one hundred percent factual, but it's gonna deny it and say I don't know what you're talking about every time you bring it up. <clears throat> Scott, are you there? Yeah, sorry about that. Oh, no. I, I had I, I accidentally my, my um <laughs> I actually hit the mute button. My bad. No, you're cool. I just didn't but, know if you were there. No. It was it was quiet feed. And I was like, uh oh. <laughs> no, no, no. I, I, I'm not here. Yeah. Okay. That's interesting. Yeah. So, would you recommend it or no? Yeah. If you're if you're a Bill Murray fan, I would recommend. Uh, he got me in Ghostbusters. One one of probably my top twenty movies. Ghostbusters is up there. Um, not not that stupid new one with Melissa McCarthy. Not that crap. The old one. No, that was uh, that was that was an abomination. I didn't go see that. But, Dude, it was bad. Uh, I know they're going to do another one soon, but but yeah, no. I mean, Bill, Bill Murray's the best man. I mean, what can you say? Like I said, it's an embarrassment of riches with so many good movies and so many good actors out there. And I, I tend to go back and rewatch old movies and yeah. old shows that I know I love. Um, and I think that's I know I keep bringing up my age, but I think it's probably getting older too, where you kind of go, yeah. I still listen to new music. I'm always on the. I'm always looking out for something new and fresh. But I'm much in movies. But I'm much more particular. It's like right. I gotta. If I if I'm not hooked right away, um, I'm not into it. So that's why a lot of the new shows. Um, I give it a couple episodes. Um, so I go back and watch a lot of those movies. Those Bill Murray, some of those older Bill Murray movies, just absolute classic so no I do want to see the documentary I am I'm a fan of John Candy and Chris Farley all those old guys oh hell yeah and I I just finished Uncle Buck for like the I've seen it like four (laughs) or five times and it still kills me every time it's great fantastic fantastic yeah well some some movies you know you talk about holding up I mean there, there are movies that you know maybe you'll see when you're a kid and when you get older, you go, oh, man, I remember that movie. It was so funny. And you watch it, and you're like, this is terrible. I must have, I, you know, I liked it because I was eight. But then you see movies like Uncle Buck or it's like Big with Tom Hanks. Right, fantastic. That one. It just holds up. This movie will always be good. <laughs> you know, it doesn't matter. Right. Um, 
you know, the, the, how old you are, it wasn't nostalgia, it's just a good movie. And uh, so I would agree. I mean, John Candy movies, um, anything with Chris Farley, uh, I agree. I mean, that, that, that may have been the funniest guy to ever live. Yeah. I mean, just in real life. I mean, I mean, Chris Farley yep. just may have been the funniest guy to ever walk the face of the earth. I know? agree. And it actually still hurts my heart, man, to know that, like, when he died, <laughs> I was crushed. I mean, that guy was... Did you, you know, he was on Saturday Night Live when I yeah. was in high school and college and, and, you know, Tommy Boy and those movies are out. Oh, you just knew, you knew because he was unhealthy and, yeah. you know, he was doing a lot of drugs and stuff. You knew it was going to happen, but um, it's a shame. Have, so. you, have you seen the um, Adam Sandler 100% Fresh stand-up comedy on Netflix? The reason I ask... I, yeah. <laughs> reason I ask is because he does... A very tearful version of a Chris Farley dedication song. And yeah, so you asked me, you asked me earlier in the show, what was the first song to ever make me cry? Okay. <laughs> and I think the, the most recent song would probably be that. I mean, that was Man, I cried. Dude, I cried because I sure yeah. I wasn't alive to witness Chris Farley, but we do. He 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 made a statement in the song that says, "You still live on with YouTube clips and Tommy Boy and." Oh, and, absolutely. And that's how I know who Chris Farley was, and that's how I know how genuine and how funny that guy was because of how everybody talks about him, how these clips portray him. And, and uh, yeah. When, oh, he'll when, on forever. Well, but listen, I'm going to give you a recommendation. So I know you've seen Tommy Boy. The, the movie, and Tommy Boy is wonderful. And it, yep. it'll make you, you die laughing. But if you really want to laugh your ass off, a very underrated movie, if you have not seen it, is Beverly Hills Ninja. Okay. I, so it's Chris. Have you seen it? I have it recorded on my DVR. I have not watched okay. it yet. I have not watched it yet. Let me let me tell you what. Just, just imagine it's Chris Farley, and he, he's he he is born. I guess he was adopted as a baby by this um, <laughs> you know Japanese family or whatever, okay. and so he thinks he's a ninja. Right. And uh, hilarity is it. You never hear about it, but it's it's a movie that probably may, has made me laugh harder than almost any movie. Just watching Chris Farley do uh, do ninja moves on people, and it's just hilarious, man. You gotta check it out. All right, man, I will. I have it recorded. Um, so I would fi- I, I would Perfect. say I would say we'll have about another fifteen twenty minutes if you're cool with that for the podcast. Um, yeah, sure. Um, so I recently just today I've never seen Zombieland. Have you ever seen that? Yeah, I have seen it, yeah. Okay, I recently watched that today, at, well, whenever we were recording, and I'm not a big zombie person, but I thought it was fantastic. Oh, yeah. I mean, I'm not a big zombie guy myself, although I'll make three exceptions movie-wise. Number one would be Return of the Living Dead. Okay. It, you, it, you've got to check that out. It's from the 80s. Number two would be Zombieland, for sure, and then number three would be... Um, and I'm, I'm not doing it in chronological order, but uh-huh. Shaun of the Dead. Shaun of the Dead, right, 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 right. But Zombieland is great, man. It's uh, what Woody Harrelson and Bill Murray and Twinkies and yeah, <laughs> good stuff. <laughs> that's actually, very well done. Movie. Spoiler alert for you, Scott. That's actually going to be your movie review episode podcast thing. Oh yeah, yeah. That's Which gonna, one? <laughs> that's going. Yeah, I recorded it before we started this. Um, so <laughs> before we get out of the movie category, who is either your all-time favorite actor 
or a couple of your favorite actors. Because I don't want you to just say one and then, you know, you, you, you're not, oh, I don't know about that. You're like, you know right. what I mean? Like, you know how some people are just like, Tim Allen would be my all-time yeah, favorite. I, and then they're like, no, maybe not, maybe not. So it, Right. It's, I have this problem when I want people to come on my podcast to do albums. I say, mm-hmm. you know, I don't ever say, what's your favorite album? Because nobody wants to answer that question. They go, oh, my God. Because they think somehow they're going to be like, put down in the court of law or either that they're going to remember later their favorite album except but, for me I would um, say what, 100% what, what my favorite album is of all time what's your favorite album Continuum John Mayer without a doubt with oh you already uh, told me you already told without me without a doubt well, well I'll have you you'll, I'll have to have you on my podcast <laughs> we'll talk. I'll let you tell me all about Continuum and why that's your favorite one no I mean I'd love to do that but that's cool. uh, as far as actors go uh, you know I, I'll I, I'll give you two um, okay Number number one would be Humphrey Bogart I, because I do love old Hollywood. I okay. love those movies. I love all you know his. Uh, I mentioned before I mentioned Captain like uh, Treasure of the Sierra Madre, uh, Big Sleep, the, the Maltese Falcon. There's something about him and what he captured of that era um, that that I love, and he'll always be probably my favorite. My second favorite would probably be um, Kurt Russell. I'm a huge Kurt Russell fan, you know, and, and the thing about Kurt Russell is he was a child actor, and I don't know yeah. how much you know about Kurt Russell, but I mean, you know, he did all these old Disney movies uh, when he was a kid, and he was great in those, and then he did movies in the, you know, the 80s, like Overboard, and, um, right. uh, you know, and, and, and then he did these action movies, uh, like Escape from... Uh, L.A. and Escape from New York, and he had uh, one of my favorite movies of all time, Big Trouble in Little China. Yeah, um, he just continues to make movies. I mean, he he's just great. Like, it, I, I realize pretty much any movie that Kurt Russell in is in, he makes it better. Okay, and um, you know, and then he could do something like uh, Miracle. I don't know if you ever saw that. The one yeah, the hockey American movie. Hockey team. Yeah. Um, so he's very versatile. I mean, he can play a badass. He can play a Leading man, um, he can do comedy, he can do drama. Right. Uh, so I'm a huge Kurt Russell fan. But I, I I'd give you those two, although I, you know, there's a lot cool. of actors I like, but I, I'd say those two. It's cool, man. Mine, um, Tom Hanks. Um, oh yeah, man. I can probably say he's probably my all-time favorite. Um, just yeah, because I because I will watch anything with Tom Hanks in it. Um, I also like Jim Carrey, and Will and Will sure. Ferrell, and Ben Stiller is another big one for me. Um, I, I love I love all of them. I love all of them. I mean, I saw Ace Ventura in the movie theater. It was one of my. It was like my first date <laughs> I ever went on. But I was you know fifteen or sixteen or whatever I was. I was late, and I saw that movie, and it changed my life. I mean, Jim Carrey you know, is the best. Will Ferrell's the dog. I used yep. to. I used to work for the post office, man. One of the worst jobs I ever had, working for the post office. And um, uh, I made this joke because you have to go to class, at, like so you have to go to school to do the post office. And um, right, I made a joke about Ace Ventura, and I was like, "So what if something comes broken?" And she was like, "What do you mean?" I said, "Well, what if it goes off your truck?" I said, "Well, you have a piece of paper that says probably broken. Sign here." And she <laughs> right. Good defense. Good defense. Yeah. 
Right. One of my favorite. Jim uh, Jim Carrey, he can do serious, he can do funny, he can do anything. Um, I agree. No, he's, 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 a good, he's a great actor. All right, cool, man. So a couple more questions here. Um, we're doing sure. we're doing a podcast. I do one. You're on it. You do one, uh, which yep. I'm a fan of as well. I'm a fan of your podcast, man, because I just I just think it's so awesome. I'm I, 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 because I'm thinking, how has nobody thought about doing this before? Like that's that's just that's just, yeah. I, I was surprised too. I I looked it up because I said there's got to be about right. twenty of these podcasts. Yeah, yeah. And I found one guy. I found an Australian guy that does it. I did not find. I just couldn't find anyone else that was really doing it. So I said, oh. okay. I mean, even if there weren't 10 other ones, I'd probably still do it. But, <laughs> but thank right. you. I appreciate that. Yeah, man. Um, so what kind of podcast do you listen to? Um, so I do listen to... Or do you I listen have my to regular ones all? I listen to. Oh, yeah. I, okay. I'm a huge fan of podcasts. So me too. I listen to, I, I'll tell you that to me, the gold standard and the one that I listen to the most is the Adam Carolla show. I find him okay. to be hilarious. I started, he was one of the first ones I started listening to. He puts out a daily show. He's very professionally done. Okay. And he is hilarious. So I listen to that. Um, I listen to the last podcast on the left. Okay. Um, and Sword and Scale. That's kind of where I get my, my true crime fix. Okay. Um, and then I, I like those. Uh, I like those um, wondery ones that they do, like the uh, Dirty John. And, right. Uh, you know, shit. Oh, well, shit town was uh, or S town, I guess. Was uh, <laughs> no. You can say whatever you want. Um, okay. I realized I dropped a couple of. No, you can say whatever you want. You know, I'm just a podcast fan. Today I was listening to Dan Carlin, Hardcore History. Okay. Uh, listening about um, re-listening to a World War One podcast. So, but then I also have a lot of friends uh, that I've met through um, Instagram or Twitter that are indie pod uh, podcasts um, that I'll listen to. Um, there is a Paranormal Six. Uh, they talk about you know. Right. Those stories and true crime stuff. and uh, So anyway, I could go on and on. I, I listen yeah. to a lot, but my go-tos, again, I, I generally, almost every day, I check out Adam Cole. I listen to him just to get a laugh. He has, he has a very long show, but I'll listen to 30 minutes of it. Yeah. And enjoy listening to him rant. And then right. uh, the other ones I mentioned. Mm-hmm. For me, man. What about you? Um, mm-hmm. For me, you know, I listen to podcasts for two reasons. I listen to learn, but I also listen to learn as well but learn and grow as maybe I could take what they're doing and amp it up a little bit more so right. maybe I'll take Joe Rogan's that's kind of what I'm trying to do now I'm trying to get away from asking questions to just chit chat like we do and that's going to the right. Joe Rogan way because he doesn't ask, he asks questions but he just chit chats mostly so right. I listen to um, don't know if you know this part it's called Disgraceland it is yes. a music-based uh-huh. podcast about um, different rock stars and their drug addictions and stuff like that. I listen to like right. stuff you should know. Um, Dak Shepard. Um, sometimes I will listen to Justin Long. Depends on when his who his guests are. Like that's kind of how I do. Like now there are some that I will listen to every one of them when they come on. But there are some that's just like, I'm not interested in that, so I'm not going to mind skipping it today. 
Right, right. And then... I do the same thing, yeah. I listen to yours, and then Joe Rogan, um, How I Built This, I'm a fan of that because I'm kind of an entrepreneur myself, and then right. sometimes I will listen to Conan O'Brien's podcast. Oh, I've heard that's good. Yeah, I, I haven't checked it out. I do like Conan yeah, it's O'Brien. Good. He um but he had um one of my heroes on there Howard Stern and that was a fantastic uh-huh. that was fan I love Howard Stern dude that was fantastic oh Listen. I love Howard Stern too have He's you read great. his new book I, I no I haven't okay. how is it it's different and when I say different he's mm. it's just it's a book of interviews and okay. it's his favorite interviews he's ever done and some of them are okay some of them I'm gonna I read a book cover to cover, but some some of the interviews I didn't care. Like if I didn't care about Rosie O'Donnell, right. I will skip that chapter and not read it because <laughs> what, what am I going to care about? You know what I mean? I don't like her. Not 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 in that way. I just don't really. Yeah, no, I I just I know I don't I, I would also skip the Rosie O'Donnell chapter. <laughs> I just laugh, but yeah, yeah, it, it, yeah. I wouldn't want to read that one either. Well, is it is it transcripts from interviews he's done on his yeah. show? I imagine. Well, okay. yeah, it's yeah, a mixture between. It's a mixture you between. You can watch a lot of that on YouTube. Yeah. Mm-hmm. True, true. But he does throw in some stuff that never before heard yeah. interviews as well. So that. Oh, that's, that's cool. cool. So yeah. Yeah. So he, yeah, he's kind of the gold <coughs> standard when it comes to to radio in general. I think right. everybody. Everybody's imitating how it's turned to an extent. Oh my god! And yes. I mean, I said gold. You know, I said uh, Adam Cole. I mean. Adam Carolla is, and to me, the podcasting gold standard, but he will admit, I mean, he's a fan of Howard Stern and trying to kind of, he was actually, at one point, took over the West Coast for Howard Stern when Howard Stern went to XM. Uh-huh. So, I mean, you know, it, uh, there's something about the way he does interviews where he gets people to say stuff, and um, yeah, he, he's great, there's no doubt about that. Right, so, man... Last couple of questions here. Um, I've started this new thing on the podcast. You probably know about it. All the people that listened to it before know about it. If you don't, if you have one, great. If you don't, that's fine as well. But I'm big sure. into conspiracy theories and ghosts and paranormal. Uh, Do you have a ghost story yep. or anything that happened that you don't know about? <laughs> can't 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 explain it. Um. Yeah, I I do. I'll give you one cool. here and. If you would have asked me this question two years ago, I would have said, the answer would have truly been no. Because no. yeah. I've gone my whole life and not been one to believe in ghosts or anything right. like that. Um, I had a situation. It was uh, would have been like October or November of two thousand sixteen. So, okay. um, and I was dating a girl and we went to a park in Virginia Dalton State Park and anyway it was uh, we had this cabin and her parents had a cabin and her you know sister had a cabin with their family and there's like five cabins right mm-hmm. and you know we've been dating for about two or three months and um I, you know, I knew the family okay, but I was still kind of getting to know them and everything, and so this was kind of a big deal. So, we had spent the evening kind of hanging out in the biggest cabin, which was her parents' cabin, and then um, 
we go back to ours and, I, and uh, making a fire inside the cabin and then mm-hmm. uh, I get I get up and I kind of sit down on the bed and she sits down in front of the fireplace and she's just kind of throwing you know she's like ripping up some paper and throwing it in the fire okay anyway so I kind of I kind of am just chilling back on the on the bed next thing you know I see what I think is so I so I'm on the bed. I'm kind of facing. If you if you think about where I am, I'm I'm on this I'm on this bed. It's kind of a small cabin. There's a little fireplace like in front of me and to the left, and she's okay. sitting down like at the foot of the bed, facing the fireplace, which is on the left. The door to the cabin is on the other side of the fireplace, on the left. Okay. Well, all of a sudden, I see a figure, and I think it's her dad, because her dad oh. is tall. So I get up out of the bed I try to jump up really quick because I didn't hear him come in the door and I see this tall guy start to move through the room and I just stand up to shake his hand to be like oh hey you know like <laughs> you know what I mean all of a yeah. sudden her dad walks in the room and, and all of a sudden I realize it's not her dad it's just this it's like a gray silhouette of a man mm. and it just moves through the room the very small cabin and then it kind of goes through the log cabin wall and it's gone and I go, what did I just see? Yeah. You know? And so I said to, to my girlfriend, I was like, did you just see that? And she didn't see anything. She's facing toward the fireplace. And I'm freaking out. She's like, why did you just get up like you're going to take somebody's hand? I go, I don't know how to explain this. But, and you know, the goosebumps are on me. And, I, you know, my hairs are standing on end. And I'm like, Something just moved through the room. Like, I don't know what that was. Yeah. And she's like, oh my gosh, you know, she, so then she starts telling me how her whole life she's had these situations where there's been things in the room. And, and I'm like, I mean, I'm just in shock. Are you just not telling me this? Was, <laughs> yeah. I'm like, did you bring this on? Did I see this? I mean, I'm 37 years old. I've never seen anything like this. Yeah. It looked like a great... So if you imagine, like, smoke, yeah. but, like, in the silhouette of a man, just moved through the room. So Ooh. this is the next morning. So I'm freaking out. She believes me. And I think she's going to think I'm crazy. But she's like, no, no, no. This has happened multiple times. I'm like, are you freaking kidding me? And then the next morning, we go to breakfast at her parents' cabin, and, and everybody's like, how'd you sleep? Well, I'm like, don't say anything, because I'm, I'm so weird. And um, and uh, the her aunt, I think it was her aunt, because we couldn't sleep all night, you know? It was like there was something under our bed or oh something. It's like kept, kept, we kept hearing this, like, noise, and, and then, like, something was went underneath the bed and we ended up moving out of the room and I'm like oh my gosh well it turns out that this park I read on the they had like this little plate on the cabin like this little um uh, what do you want to call it like a um anyway it was like a little metal plate that had engraved in it and apparently this we we are basically on this Virginia park that is Mm. on where a civil war battle was (laughs) <laughs> oh my god and I'm like and I'm like freaking out it, and I'm like I, there is something this place is haunted like it, we're <laughs> on Civil War battleground <clears throat> I saw some shit something was under her bed yeah. so, so anyway that's the story sorry it was a little long but no. um, 
when you ask me that, it's like I've only told that story to a couple people because I don't want to sound crazy, but... No, no, you're not that crazy was, at uh, all. That was something that I saw. So anyway, there you have it. That's my good story. <laughs> well, I appreciate you telling me that. But no, you're not crazy in mm-hmm. my book because I believe... I believe in I believe there's afterlife and stuff like that. So, you know, it's not crazy to me at all. But man, we yeah. have done over two hours here. Uh, long, I know, I think we set a record, right? Longest guest. <laughs> I appreciate you doing this for okay. me, dude. But um but hey, you, thank you for having me. It's been a blast to you know you know the weirdest thing the weirdest thing I figure about about these dude. It's for you. I had one, two. I had three notes. I get on here and I write notes about each guest that I have on here, just so I know a little bit about them. And it's funny. Yeah. The past guests I've had three or four notes on, and they've went over an hour and twenty, hour and thirty. And so the ones that have twenty-six notes, they're the ones that just give you a one-word <laughs> answer. Yeah. No. Maybe. I don't know. Yeah. This is how this yeah. happened. I don't really remember yeah. writing that song. Well, dude, why'd you, why are you on the podcast? <laughs> right. Well, I like to talk, and you're very good at conversation, so I had a good time chatting with you. So I would love to have you on my podcast sometime. So we'll, we'll be in touch. I'll reach out to you. You pick an album, and we'll do it, okay? All right, man. Before you leave, um, last yeah. thing here. I took over two hours of your time, which I do apologize. I know I said an hour. Oh, no problem um, at all. You go ahead, and you... Put out anything you want to say. You want to your social media, your podcast, whatever you want to say. Much time as you need. Go ahead and give it to the people. Okay, sure. So I would say anybody listening to this that has an interest in um, hearing more about either records and albums, or you like to hear the um, history of where did these idioms come from? We say every day, like um, you know, sleep tight, right? Uh, you know. Uh, blowing smoke, things like that. Go to speakseas.com. That is speak, C I E S.com, and you'll see the links to our uh, different podcasts there. So just go there and you'll find all the social media. All right, cool. Thanks, Scott. I really do appreciate it, man. Thanks, Dylan. This is a lot of fun, man. I hope to talk to you again soon, okay? Here, host of Hot Park Podcast and producer of Big Shrimp Radio. Hey, 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 y'all, and it's Big Shrimp, host of Big Shrimp Radio of Big Shrimp Entertainment. Y'all like what you're hearing right now. If so, go follow us on our socials at am at the Hot Pod Podcast on Instagram. Also, Hot Podcast Podcast Facebook. And I am at Big underscore Shrimp underscore ENT on the Instagram and at Big Shrimp Entertainment on the Facebook. Also, go give us a five-star review on what you to right now, Apple Podcast. Contact us at time. This podcast is brought to you by Hodgepodge Productions. Enjoy and frown this. Mm-hmm.